BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. It's Friday, man. It is Friday. Welcome in, everybody. Derek Gunn. Friday. Friday. Rob Ellis. Friday, as we say. Friday. Uh, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. What's up, fellas? How are we making out? We good? We What's going on, man? No. no? I, I usually look forward to Fridays. I'm not looking forward to today. I'm Why is that? I, I, I can't recall. I can't seem to. What, yeah, well, happened? people in the chat room already remember. Uh, just this is, you know. Do the we only need reason to remind I... people. Yeah, go ahead and remind them. Okay, so yesterday we uh, we promised if we got to 200 likes, not only would we have Derek Gunn do the the uh, Minnesota Vikings skull chant, but we were going to bring on his brother Marvin, the, the best looking gun, hands down. At the table. <laughs> <laughs> okay, some would say the most talented, the best looking. <laughs> There he is. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> Mar, what's up, bro? What's, what's up, up, my brothers? How are you? Good. Yeah, good. Asking yeah, you shall receive. We promised whatever. Marvin Gunn, and and I, Marvin, I got to tell you, man, Derek is is out of sorts. You you ha- you're in yeah, his head, man. man. You have you're rent free. Oh, yeah. This is head. this is just this like is the Vikings the will be in the Packers' heads this year. Ah! Exactly. Exactly. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> so we got right. we got over our limit yesterday marvin we got we got the 200 likes so we said all right we we have to we got to deliver man we got to deliver marvin because we know you like to needle your your brother derek we know that and we like that oh yes his whole life oh, yes. oh yes i needle him is that what he tells that's you guys claim <laughs> yeah. yes. there's yes. this thing called one side of the story that's what you guys are getting, okay <laughs> No, let's, no, no. let's open up the playbook today. I know you personally. No. I've been fishing with you before, and I heard all the skeletons come. Well, most of the skeletons you come didn't out. Hear they nothing. didn't want me to. Oh, oh well, yeah. so, well, I guess I'm going to hear them today then. How he used to beat me when I was little. Oh, and, uh, wait, 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 wait. Lock me in closets and stuff. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. We're live. Oh, never mind. Hold on. 
That's your outdoor voice. You got people believing this stuff, man. Yeah. Hold on. See what I mean? This is the kept emphasizing the real Derek. He, that made, that's all I can. That's all I remember. You guys don't know right. the real Derek yet. Right. You have to show right. the what does that real even mean? The, uh, That's what I'm trying to figure out. The real Derek. Yeah. Yeah. You guys think he's some some kind of nice guy, huh? Is that what it is? Um, that's how he comes off. I mean, that's how he comes off. This this should tell you something. I've seen interviews with him and Brandon Brooks. Does that say anything? Right. See. All right. See. So you, you mean yeah. Brandon Graham? Brandon Graham, Brandon Graham. Brandon. I'm sorry, Brandon Graham. Yeah, I'm Brandon sorry. Gra- I'm okay. not an Eagles fan, but you know, I, you know, I try to support my brother. I support him. Well, I got Amar. I got to figure this out. You guys grew up in Wisconsin, and and, and Derek is a Packer fan. But how mm-hmm. how did you? This would be like the akin to being like a Giant or Washington fan or Dallas fan or Dallas in the fan, Philadelphia. Yeah. How did you become a Viking yeah. fan? Well, see, my brother won't listen to me, but. Um, when I was in Milwaukee, I didn't watch sports. I, I played them, and then I was musicianing. So um, I wasn't really into it. I think I went to a Packer game when I was really, really little, I think. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when I got to Minnesota, you know, I ran into all these sports fans. I started hanging out with Viking fans, and I started watching them. And um, uh, when I was doing music, um, Denny Green had a show, and my friends were the band for his show. So when Denny Green won, he had uh, uh, it was his thing to play the drums on his show, on his talk show. Okay. So eventually I went on the show. I got to know Denny Green. And then he came out to uh, um, later on. He came out to Phoenix. But long story short, I started liking the Vikings, you know, a lot because of um, the people I hung around. And right. then they started making me watch football, going to football parties. And I just became a Viking fan. OK, uh, why don't you has, tell the truth? Why don't you tell us for that? Yeah. What, only, now, what did Derek became, tell you? See, he only became a Vikings fan because he married a girl from Minneapolis. Uh, That's the only reason. No, no, no. I didn't know Wendy. <laughs> you did? But, but the funny thing is, me and my wife ran in the same circles ever since I got up here and never met her once. Really? Her, her her best friend was dating my roommate, and I never met her. So wow. yeah, it was it was crazy. It was wow. crazy. I, I like doubt- I love her a lot more than I love you right now. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. I'm surprised they let you go on this show. Even you know, Barrett. I mean, he's such a nice guy. Why do you hang out with D Gun? We feel sorry for him, Barbie. You know what I mean? It just, it's just, I admit, I, I, and he's gotten me into so much trouble. So much trouble, man. Oh, I bet. Really, I Barrett? Bet. Really? He's gotten me into so much yeah. trouble, man. All right, you guys enjoy this moment because oh. it's never happening again. So enjoy oh, this moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll tell you about the time. He'll tell you about the time. Yeah, um, he started this. He started this thing. I'm at work, and we were supposed to get fed dinner, and we didn't get oh, fed dinner. Goodness. And then he excited the whole thing. He got me going. He got a. He just threw. He just threw gasoline on the fire, just getting me going, oh, laughing right. and everything. You know, he yeah. did that. Laughing at a man while he's hungry. See, can't, you can't, can't do that, that, right? So oh, that's what oh, I'm saying. Man. Oh man! All right, we need Mark. We, we, what was it like growing up with Derek? We need we need some. some no, no, hold on. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, you know, yes. I was thinking about this earlier. So, you know, and and we're we're a few years apart. So I was really the little guy trying to run with his big brother all the time. Um. And you know he would just take off and not let me know about it, so he just leave me behind. Oh my god! Until I got older, I got a little faster. I started keeping up with him. And he was, when he would go out the door, I'd be I'd be on the bike next to him already. You know, so you know he wouldn't take me anywhere. I always wanted to hang around him. You know how that is. And yeah. then you know when my parents left the house, it was like you know when you you have cats and dogs and yep. you leave the house. I had a friend like this. He left the house. He said every time I come home. 
the place is torn up. So one day he left and he had he had four cats and two dogs. And he left, but he stayed in the garage and he heard things breaking, the cats <laughs> screaming, you know, and that's how Derek was. When the, my parents left, oh. he'd be chasing me around the house. Oh, man. Oh, that's not true. Oh, that is not yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. That is so not head. true. You know, I had like knots on my head all the time. I can't believe that. I can't believe that. Wow. But, but, oh, but the, good, the thing is, you know, I was a little brother, so I, I did kind of admire him. You know, Derek was... uh one thing I hated about him, he was good at every sport he played. So I, I just, I just hated that. Oh, he was. And, and, oh, I, thought, yeah. I, I thought he was just lying, man. I just no, thought he was lying, man. man. He, was, he, was, he was good. You know, he'd go to, he went to college for one sport. He, he become, became a starter in another sport. I mean, yeah, he was. And I was glad he left home when he went to college. <laughs> you know, that was, he got that his, was room. My day. his room. What happened? Of course I got his room. First, yeah. I threw all his stuff away nice. and, and said that there was an earthquake and it was damaged. And then um, I put all my stuff in there. So, yeah, I got the big bed and everything. Nice. That's fun. smart. Smart move. Now, that, listen, Marv, you, you have an unbelievable background yourself. Derek was telling you, you ended up in the in Minnesota, obviously became a Vikings fan, but you were in the, that whole yeah. music scene in the 80s with Prince and the Time. Yeah. And I, I mean, yeah. countless others, Sheila E., et cetera. So tell us a little yeah. bit of that background. Yeah, well, imagine, you know, being a kid and like, man, I want to grow up and be just like this guy one day. I want to meet this guy. And um, what's weird about it is uh, the reason me and my buddy went to Minnesota, we were musicians, of course, around Milwaukee. Um, We wanted to, you know, we heard how the music scene was popping up there and we wanted to go meet Prince. So we went to um, a Prince when Prince and the Time played in Chicago. We tried to go there. We tried to see the show, but, you know, typical musicians. We got there after the concert. And um, <laughs> so my buddy decided to let's go find the hotel where the band is staying at. So we ended up hanging out with the time. And what made me move to Minnesota was talking to Terry Lewis. You know, Terry yeah, Lewis. Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Terry Lewis oh, yeah. looked at me and uh, my buddy, uh, Tony Christian. And he said, I want to do something with you guys. I swear we packed up within a week. We moved to Minnesota. Wow. Never saw Terry Lewis again. <laughs> Never saw Terry Lewis. But my buddy ran into uh, Prince's bass player, Mark Brown, on the street. And he just happened to be putting a band together called Maserati. Uh, and it was weird because first Maserati lost his guitar player. So my buddy stepped in as a guitar player. Then he lost the keyboard player. And he said, I got a buddy up here from Milwaukee. And when once I got in the band, um, it, that was it. It was like the the last piece of the puzzle and we were off and running. And um, first of all, Prince would joke about, man, I want to be in a band. I want this to be my band, Maserati. And eventually he said, well, if it can't be my band, I'm going to make it the first band I signed to Paisley Park Records. So why? Oh. although I was only like 10 years old. Yeah, I, I was part of the first band. <laughs> ten. <laughs> so yeah, okay, ten. I was really yeah, young. Right. Yeah. That is awesome. Really though. Yeah. What was Prince like, man? Obviously, you know, gone too soon. Yeah. But what was he like? Well, you know, he, he was always good to me. I mean, you hear stories about Prince, you know, and um, how he treated people. But, you know, the band would get mad because he was always easy with me, light with me. And he would get on them when they messed up. And, uh, you know, it was just it was just good to hang around him, especially when we did the album, because we went out to a few band members went out to California to work on the album. So now I'm hanging out in the studio with him. Mm. Uh, and that's one of the times when he brought over Kiss and. You know, there's another history behind Kiss, but um, I was a major part of that song. You actually, you played on 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 the song Kiss. I played and sang on it. Yeah. Oh wow! So actually, actually, I was the original lead vocalist because it was a Maserati song, 
And uh, when we finished it, Prince said, you know, I'm taking it back. And he <laughs> wiped out my vocals, which was good. I did a, a 5 a.m. vocal, a lead vocal. And uh, it, it became history. And he, he fought with the record company. It's a rare song that uh, does not have a bass uh, instrument on it. And Warner Brothers didn't want to release it. I think that was kind of leading up to his slave days where he uh, became the artist known as. And yeah. The, the rest is history. It's uh, it's my my Grammy winning single. So I was extremely Damn. happy. That's, That's awesome, amazing, man. man. That yeah. is amazing, yeah. man. Amazing, man. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, every every time I go to grocery stores, a mall, I also hear uh, she um, uh, um, what's her name, Paul Abdul, Paul song, Abdul. opposite of the track. Is that you too? And, and because yeah, I know his voice so well, yeah. yeah, he he did the duet with Paul Abdul on opposites of track. Yeah. Wow. Turn me into a cat. Turn me into a cat, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> so 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 you're the talented one in the family then. Yeah, I knew that was coming. I knew yeah, that was coming. Hey, you know. Hey. And you know I what? And you, I, know, I and, you what, and you know what? Here's here's what I always wanted to say to the public. My ribs are better than Derek's ribs. No, that's oh, not true. Whoa, no, whoa, that. Whoa, no, no way. Yeah. Now that, now that's long yeah. Long. I see, that's I got buried on that one. Huh? No, whoa, that's a sing, man. Yeah. That's serious. Yeah. Anybody that's who right anybody there. who exactly. does ribs, anybody who does ribs in a crock pot or the oven, your ribs can't touch my ribs. Oh. Now your ribs are tender. I'll give you that. When you boil your ribs, you don't boil ribs. You got to grill them. And yeah, you know, okay. you know, you got to savor yeah, them. Okay. You got to let them saute. Yeah. You, know, you don't just uh, boil them and put some salt on them and throw them out there. I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll have a contest one day. Well, no, there will be no contest. Yeah. Contest. It's like Green Bay against the Vikings. Green Bay always wins. When your ribs go against uh, my ribs, my ribs will always win. Now, see, I got to stop you there. Green Bay does not always win. And I talk to people about time. saying that word always. You got to be careful. But this year, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be feeling we're going to be talking a lot this year, bro. You say that yeah. every year. Yeah, but you this said, one what is. Are they, what was their record I'm last year? That's something all I got really special. Uh, what was their record last year? I think they were nine and eight. No, nah, eight and nine. Let's try eight and nine. Man, I can't remember last year. Who cares about last year? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Where were you last year? That's awesome. Come on. So all I know is this. How is it? How is it always Derek gets to do things? He can outfish me. He can outgrill me. Do you go through the same thing all the time with the mall? Like first of fishing all, outfishing. Who did he outfish you? Right. <laughs> he says outfish. I, I won the competition, but he still outfished me. See, see, uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, the thing is, let's put it like this: this weekend or this week, Derek went to a a pond to fish. Uh-huh. For, uh guppies or something like that. Right, right. I'm, no, I'm going this yeah. weekend. I'm going to fish for uh, you know, three foot uh northerns and large, you know, catfish, largemouth bass. So See. we do different types of fishing. So it's really you can't really compare. Right. Fish, you know what I mean? That's what I tell them. That's <laughs> the space. See, I got, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. fish the tournament tomorrow. <laughs> this is I'm ridiculous. gonna fish the tournament tomorrow. We'll hey, I'm saying. waiting for the fish on his wall to start talking. You know those talking fish? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Start singing to you. <laughs> yeah, start singing. <laughs> on, fish. Turn it on. Turn it on. Oh, oh my goodness. That's awesome. That's man. Up, All man. right. So you also know, Marv, that the part of this was Derek was, was gonna have to do the Minnesota Vikings skull yes. chant, right? Oh my goodness. Okay. Jeez. Are you ready, oh. Gunner? Are you ready to yes. All right. let's let me preface it by saying this. Because Rob was such a good sport, Rob ate Cheerios with milk, oh. which is which is standard in American staples of food, but Mr. Abnormal over here. Yeah, and then I'm weird, Barb. I'm very weird. 
Yeah. And then hey, yesterday, honey nut Cheerios. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, he he doesn't eat honey nut Cheerios. Plain. He's just plain dry Cheerios, uh, and then he washes it down with iced tea. What? See, that's <laughs> what I'm talking about. Oh, <laughs> I know. I'm weird, man. And, and then his favorite peanut butter is Peter Pan, not Jiff or Skippy. <laughs> Skippy, Peter Pan. So yesterday he went out and got chunky Skippy extra because chunky. he lost extra chunky because yeah. he lost. What was the we had? We needed 150 likes for him to eat. Extra chunky. We had over. We had 189 likes. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So then they threw the gauntlet. 200 likes. I would have to do the Viking skull chant. We got 249 likes. I'm thinking you gotta be kidding me. Right. Wow. So well, and, and you know, just so you know, I'm part of uh, you know on Facebook a Viking fan who cares? group. Who cares? Well, <laughs> the reason I'm saying that is because I was about to send out a a, a blast message. To, uh, but you probably would have got about two thousand. Oh, come on, man! You know? Oh yeah, I was about to. Then I then come I saw on, you man. talking about oh, the numbers are getting up there. I'm hating this. I'm gonna have to do it. I really hate the Vikings. I wish they were out the league. You know, so that that happened, and I was like, when it hit, I think you said two oh four or something like that. It was a uh, two oh four. Oh yeah. man, I was like, I hope they bring me on the show tomorrow. I gotta see this. I gotta see this. <laughs> Is it, does ready. anybody have a Viking hat Derek can just throw on while he's yeah, Derek, what, no, no, no. Do we have any yeah. gear? What do we okay, got hold on, on, hold on. Yeah. You guys keep talking because okay. Rob was a good sport. I have to be a good sport. So I went through my – now, just to give you a real quick. So now my wife um, used to, to direct incredible plays, Christmas plays, Easter plays at our church we used to go to. I mean, the place would be packed. She's incredible when it comes to that stuff. So she has a whole collection of costumes and stuff that we still have in our basement. So I knew she had something that I could use. And okay, you guys keep talking. I'm going to live to my end of the, the agreement. Oh, I'll be right man. back. Right. Wait okay. a minute. Is right, he, call, is he calling something related to the Vikings a costume? Is that what he just said? Yeah, yeah right. Because they're a oh, costume team. They're not a real interview. Oh, I, I got to see this. I got to see this. All right. So he's going to get, while he gets, while Derek does his quick cost, costume change or, yeah. or whatever we're calling it at this point. So that's awesome, man. So is, do you guys still perform as Maserati? Or you do your own thing, Mark. How's oh, yeah. I do my own thing. I'm, uh, I'm actually signed with a label called Wolf Entertainment out of uh, Germany. Just released my latest single, Why, uh, actually on July 1st. So it's on congrats, all uh, streaming platforms, and uh, you can purchase it and buy it. My CD, I'm working on my second CD. So Great. I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited. And, I, I'm, you know, I, I do a dual thing. Um, I also do a Bob Marley tribute I kind of got, I don't want to say uh, sucked into, but I got into years ago and just started loving it. Well, you got the hair. You know, you you know it's, and it's, well, amazing, yeah. it's amazing what it is because he goes to different – casinos throughout the country and even out of the country with his band and do tributes for him mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> oh, oh my god oh, oh my god wow. i don't know how you put headset on there we go there we go that is unbelievable you are man i don't even have that kind of gear that's that is wow. listen, that's above and beyond. That is good oh, work. Oh, where's my phone? Yeah, you got to call. You got to make <laughs> sure you're getting some of this. Hey. Oh, my wait body, a minute. My body wait is itching right now. That's called a screenshot. <laughs> got it. This is okay. an all timer right here. Jeez. Oh man, I got to take three or four more of these. Yeah, you got to get up. Just, there just, we go. just enjoy the savor uh, this moment. Just, all right. Yeah, let me just look for a second. Hold on, guys. Let me just hold soak on. it in, Marvin. Smile, smile for me real fast. Smile, bro. Oh, hold on. Do it again. Got it. <laughs> All right. So we need it, Gunner. Give us a little skull for your, oh, for your brother Marvin. Okay, here we go. All right. Okay. Skull. 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 Vikings. Skull. Championship. Vikings. Super Bowl. Vikings stink. Beat the Packers. 
Come on, I'm right with you, bro. I'm right with you. Come on, give me some more. Woo! I like this. Here you go. Oh, man. All right, I think I think we right. needed one more fan on the Vikings bandwagon. I think that just put us in the Super Bowl. I think right that, that was. I think okay. it did. Am, I, right, done, I, am it did. I done with this? Am I done? Yeah, you're done. Right. You're good. Get, no, take it wait, off. wait for the rest of the show. No, no, heck, oh, no, heck, no. Good try, oh, man. Good try. Okay, man. Screenshot while he's taking it off. That was uh, look at look at him. He's all itchy and he can't take it. He can't oh take man, it. that is great, man. Wow, that is a cool costume though. That is. I um. Yeah. I always go to uh one Viking game a year, and I try to get really, really good seats. And that's when you get really good seats. That's where all the people in those costumes will hang out. Yeah, man. Right now, and this year, I'm like, um, I think I'm going to the Bears, and I'll be behind one of the goalposts. I've never been in that area. I'm always trying to get closer and closer to the field. So Okay. Um, I, uh, I've seen there's two guys that wear purple uh, outfits, and they wear those exact horns. Yeah. And they always sit down in that area, so it's going to be fun. That's awesome. Marv, we we, we appreciate thing I've ever done. Yeah, but but thank you for uh, thanks for giving us a couple minutes today, man. We wish you all the best. It was fun. Good, gives a little dirt on Gunner too. That's beautiful. Oh man, I got more. So we'll talk again. I'm gonna go close myself. I'm gonna go close myself in Lake Minnetonka. All right, man. brother. What a good dude, man. You know what, man, Gunner? I got to give it to you, dude. That. You went the extra mile putting putting the costume on. Yes, I, I props. Did. I did. Props, man. We are men of our word here. Okay. Yeah. If we yes, we are. We ask for a man a man of likes. We get there. We come through. I I've come through twice. Look, my mom. Through. My mom said a man of his word. That's right. That's right. This is now, this is right. Brooks. You gotta understand. Like if I if I, I put my, my brother on, my brother he'll be hollering. He'll be cousin. He'll probably try. You might hear gunshots from the background because St. <laughs> Louis is the wild wild west. He lives in a great neighborhood too, but I tell you what, man, my brother does not play, man. Like he, you know, goes to the Walmart. You can carry in in in, in St. Louis. He goes to the Walmart. He makes sure his right there on his hip. He don't play, man. He okay. doesn't play. Okay. So you might you might hear if we get two hundred fifty likes, I'm, I'm I'm gonna see if I can get my brother on. So. All right, we'll get Barrett's brother if we get to two fifty. Who's today. a Cleveland Browns fan? I, I don't know how in the world he's in Cleveland, but he's a huh? Cleveland Browns I get it. fan. I don't right. either, bro. 250 today for uh what's your brother's first name? Philip. Phil. All right, Phillip. 250 yeah. for Philip Brooks. So uh we'll 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 get Philip on, on Monday. All right. We'll I don't do know that. you sh- I don't know if you should do this, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Barrett, that's getting back off easy. Now, Rob, you ate Cheerios with milk. You ate chunky Skippy Peanut Brother. I had to put on point. that nasty Vikings gear. We gotta get Barrett. Now that's got now just getting your brother on is not good enough. Well, we got what, Rob, what? we gotta Rob, we need to collaborate. All right, let's let's uh, let's put it. Let's put it to the people, Derek. The people in the chat, give us something that Barrett could do in addition to having Philip on, his brother, who is a, a right. for some reason, a Cleveland right. Browns fan. We're trying to figure that out. I don't understand that. I do not understand uh, Um Will you tell us what else we can do with Barrett uh, that will go along the lines That's of, right. of, of what see, Derek and I did? Even our producer, Xander, just said, agree, D-Gun. Barrett's trying to pull a fast one on here. That's right. <laughs> what gotta, what, what are we it. talking about? How about trying to pull a fat? I don't want to put my. I'm gonna tell you, I don't want to put my brother on because because my brother he does not hold his tongue. Okay, you know what I'm saying? He gonna say whatever the heck he wants to say. We can curse here. It's okay. Good, good. Yeah. All right, we'll do that. So, chat section. Let's get to 250 and let's give us something for Barrett. Now, like real talk, like if, if, if he might have to be at work when he comes on. All right, and he 
like he his supervisor might come up and he might cuss his supervisor out in front of and oh, you guys geez. will hear that. You know what I'm saying? He'll probably get fired because, of, because he does it on a regular, on a regular. Cusses him out. Sounds like Phillips a loose cannon a little no, bit. No, <laughs> no, he's so he he's he he's polecat mean. You know what a polecat is? Yeah. Skunk mean, bro. He's a pole, he's polecat mean. That's right. a, this dude here, man, he's he is a piece of work, man. And and you would think, you know, once once my uh my niece was born, All right? He, he became a nice a yeah, he calmed, he calmed down a little. He calmed down just enough that I'm 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 cool with him being out in public, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, out in public? <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm, cool with, I'm cool with All him right. being out in public, man, because there was times, man, before his his daughter was born that um yeah, I, I I had to pray for my brother, man. I had to pray for him every day, man. You know, yeah, I love it. Jeremiah. I love Jeremiah Butler said Barrett has to deliver two prominent guests on the show. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, man. That's 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 almost too hard to do, man. Yeah, it's cold. It's cold <laughs> on these streets, these chat room streets. That might not be possible. All right, I mean? so that's good. So the challenge is out there. Two fifty today, and we need something in addition to that. Something that Barrett can do in addition to having Philip on. So we will do. We will hit all that. Boy, Marv's a trip, man. And what a career. Yeah. Oh, yeah, accomplished. He, yeah, he uh we didn't even talk about the fact that um you know he used to travel for a company called Legends in Concert. He does a Bob Marley tribute and man, he can he can sing Bob Marley songs. And uh, my wife and I a few years ago, we drove down to Myrtle Beach, had never been to Myrtle Beach to hear him, you know, and everywhere he traveled, when he works for Legends in Concert, he gets free condo, you know, oh. all this stuff. So we he had a nice condo we stayed at. We went to you know time to go to the beaches. And then there's another band that he travels with in Arizona. They play a lot of the casinos out there between Arizona and Southern California. And um, they even do gigs in Minneapolis as well. So, you know, him and his wife own a, a phone technology business, and he does music as well. So it's hard to track him down. The fact that we got him on today, I'm sure he made sure he cleared his schedule for this Right. Moment. Was, was he in Arizona <laughs> today, or where was he today? He was yeah. in Minneapolis. Oh, know. okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they have a they have a townhouse in Minneapolis, and he has a home in Arizona. So they go back and forth. They spend the summers because they can go anywhere to do their business, you know, for their phone business. Um, they spend most of the summer in Minneapolis because it's not as hot as Arizona. Right. And right. then they go back to Arizona in September. So, wow, must be nice wow. to be rich. So. Hold on, my, my auntie Marla's on. I got to find out where she is. Oh, she She's is in the chat. She's in the yeah, chat. Yeah, auntie Marla. Yeah. Oh, where? What? Who? Where? Oh, there she is, right here. Oh. Real fresh what? food, yeah, because she uh she does um she she like she she goes out makes her own combo she 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 plants her own food has a garden all that stuff man she, she's saying she, Philip don't, doesn't take any uh, yes, yes 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 okay. yes yes so Philip hey, sounds hey, like kinda, right, is Philip a badass or is he a loose cat like yes. what's going on here he's Both. a badass okay. Both. Okay. So technically, what you're saying is we might have to use the uh, the beat button every other word right. with him or what? <laughs> no, he's not that bad, but he's just not that good. That's all. <laughs> oh my god! You know what I'm uh, well, that was an interesting first segment. We, we uh, it was uh, we're getting getting It'll, to know It will Derek. never happen again. Lock it, locking the poor guy in the garage, and yeah, that, that never happened. That's a lie. That never happened. Say what Marvin said. That's all. I, I don't know. We See, that's there. the little brother syndrome. That's you know, that's when you want to thump him on his ears because he's always lying on you. And See, stuff like that. See, See, that's he what said he, he did about. that. He yeah. said he did that. He maybe, he maybe Marvin that. was telling the truth. Right. He deserved right. that, though. He deserved that. Okay. okay. All right. Um, so, guys, when we get back, we will turn our sights to the Eagles. By the way, I didn't even mention Merrill Reese is going to join us, the great Merrill oh, Reese. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's joining wow. us at 2 o'clock. Not only will we talk about what's happening present-day birds, but also Dick Vermeil going into the Hall of Fame tomorrow, guys, Pro Football Hall of Fame. 
and Merrill called a large bulk. I think each all but one year of Dick's game. So Merrill knows mm-hmm. of what he speaks when we're talking about Dick for meal. And by the way, encourage everybody check out jacobsports.com. Paul Domowich has a really good piece on Dick for meal today and him yes. going into the Hall of Fame yep. and uh, relationship with Wilbert Montgomery. A lot, lot of lot of good stuff there uh, in, in general. But I really enjoyed that piece by Damo, and I'm kudos for us getting Damo uh, as one of our writers and one of our content providers. He's awesome. Um, all right, so we come back. We're gonna look at the bubble, guys. You know, Barrett, you've seen enough practices uh, thus far to get a handle on kind of what's going on. Who who's firmly on the bubble still? Who's in right. trouble? Who looks good to make the team? We're going to run through the offense, which means yes. backup quarterback, receiver, running back, tight end, O-line. We're going to hit every single position offensively, and we'll kind of go through this. The Eagles are off today. Do you know it's a league-mandated day off? Why? Why? I don't know. I don't know what that is. Weird. I don't know, but the Eagles are off anyway. So they're not – They're not. I'm not saying everybody are Emily, but for them, I don't know what the whole story is. But they're off today. Back at it tomorrow, and then they have the open practice tomorrow uh, on uh, Sunday. Sunday night they have the open practice. So – We'll, we'll dive into the birds, what uh, what the impressions are thus far, who's in a little bit of trouble, who's in good shape, and what we've seen in general when we get back. Uh, like I said, we'll talk a little bit of uh, Dick Vermeil and Eagles with Merle. We'll continue, by the way, with our week two best games, our, uh, our helmets, the best helmets in the NFC. We will do that as well. And uh, guys who are still out on the free agent market, some big, big names. Derek, you yeah. brought this to our attention in the pre-show meeting. Yeah, There's some yeah. heavy hitter names. I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna st- I'm gonna set it up. I'm not gonna give anything right. away, but I went to Spot Track because Spot Track is so accurate in terms of keeping up who got free agent money, who's still out there. Technically, there are 791 free agents sitting out there. Man, 791 free agents. That's a lot of free agents. You yeah, know, everybody's yeah. not getting a job, but when you look at some of the names on this list, it's like, wow. I mean, you could feel the team with these guys. Mm. Um, and probably have a decent team. So, okay. yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show as all well. Right. We'll hit it all. Phillies won last <laughs> night in a weird abbreviated game. We'll give you the uh, the overview of that and how Noah Syndergaard looked. We'll get into all of it when we come back. All right, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let's talk finances. Let's talk getting you set for later in life, for retirement, for right now, whatever the case may be. Uh, and knowing that right person to trust can be a scary proposition. I could speak from personal experience. But I found the right person, and I want you to find the right person, too. That's Jim Murray of Principal Financial Group, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, you have a small business, and you need help with employee benefits, whatever the case may be, he can help you. And and guess what? If you're not really sure about something, you can reach out to him as well. I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollover to Jim, and I couldn't be happier. Give him a call, 610-996-4751, 610-996-4751. Four seven five one, or you can reach out to him via email at Murray M U R R A Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com.
stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV, now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on that. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero carbs, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Welcome back. Good to be hanging with you on this Friday. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, brother of Marvin, uh, Rob Ellis with you. <laughs> you know I had to work. You're muted, but you know I had to work that in, man. You're still muted. You're muted. There you go. Marvin wouldn't have been muted there, okay? Whatever, right. dude. Whatever. <laughs> well, I, you know. Hey, somebody, uh, somebody in the chat said we should get Barrett to run a mile. I said I would pay money to see that. <laughs> I pay I big money to see that. <laughs> I would too. <laughs> Ever run a mile after he's eaten a pound of his favorite Chinese food? <laughs> oh, no, thank you. Um, all right. So, by the way, I, I mentioned Merrill, guys. We have Merrill coming up at two. We yeah. do have Paul Dama, which at one. Dama, yep. who wrote the story that it, that I just referenced about Dick for Meals. That, that's awesome. We're getting a great double dip there. One o'clock, Paul Dama, which two o'clock. <laughs> Merrill Reese. So looking forward to that uh, and, and talking with those guys. I think, I believe both are in, I, I, I'm, excuse me, Damo's in Canton. Uh, I, right. We'll find out where, uh, where Merrill is. Merrill's uh, probably on the back green of a golf course somewhere. Exactly right. Uh, hit, hit them straight, I'm sure. Exactly. Exactly. All fairways. Um, all right. So a couple things for, from an Eagle standpoint, no practice today. Like I mentioned, they have their first preseason game a week from today against the Jets here in Philadelphia uh, will be the first one. 
and we'll get into last night's game, by the way, in, in a second, guys. But so the here's the way the cutdowns work. So August 16th would be the first cutdown. They go from 90 to 85. Then August 23rd, 85 to 80. And then the big one, August 30th, 80 to 53. Barrett, let me ask you about that. I don't mean early in your career, but I mean, you know, later when maybe things weren't, you know, 100% that you were going to make it. How um how nerve-wracking was that? that stretch up until that last cut. Did you ever have one of those moments? Oh, heck yeah. I had a bunch of those moments. I was in, um, I told you I was in, um, in, um, with the Broncos right. up in Denver and sitting back and I'm actually at the house. We, um, we did we practice the day before and we were off the day and it was the last cut day. And the cut that the cut time was four o'clock. So at four o'clock, I'm sitting back like, I mean, it's, it's like 3.50, 3.55, something like that. Then all of a sudden, I get a phone call from um, the stadium. I'm like, I know they're not about to cut me right now. <laughs> they are really about to cut me 10 minutes before cut date is over with. And they're going to cut me. He said, bro, they told me to come in and said, bro, you're the last guy on the list. We were trying to see if we can work it out. You can stay. We just can't do it. You know how this business is. I said, but the coach sat there and he told me, you know, saying that I was going out because I was just talking to um the 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 GM at the time. And so I turned around. I said, look, man, this is you know this is real messed up because the head coach told me to buy a house and everything else, and I went in registered my kids from school. My you know my daughter came up. She um she's only two weeks old, so my wife had to fly up with her. And she's, you know, she's only two weeks old. So you know how, you know, how much of a problem it was for them to come up here, get the kids in school and everything else. And she just had a baby and everything. You're going to tell me, come, you're going to cut me now? I was pissed. Yeah. I was pissed. In fact, you know what I did? I went into the um, the place where they, they sell the, I mean, where they have the um, the slips, the, the um, FedEx slips. Mm-hmm. And I grabbed a stack of FedEx slips. And I took a FedEx overnight, all my stuff back to my house. Jeez. Cost like thirty eight hundred dollars. Yeah, and I FedExed wow. all my stuff back. And they were like, "Well, why would you do that?" I said, "Well, why would you guys cut me and tell me to buy a house and then you knew you were going to cut me?" Well, we didn't know we were going to cut you. I was like, "Well, I didn't know that you was going to cut me either." So I FedExed all my stuff back. Well, you're going to have to pay it back. Okay, I'm going to pay you back. Right, I'm going to pay you back. Hold your breath on that. You <laughs> see, I, wow. and, 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 and when you do breathe. That'll probably be when the check is in the mail. Okay. <laughs> you know wait, wait, I mean? wait. You, you, you had to pay back who? But I had to pay back, to, paid uh, the Broncos back for uh, FedEx. Oh, so you use their account to FedEx your stuff? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Smart move. Yeah. Did they ever Smart get the? Move. They didn't ever try to get it off you, did they? Well, they called like twice and asked when I was sending money. It's like, man, I'm not sending you anything. Good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So long story long, man. You guys, I mean, you flat out just lied to me. Have my family come up and everything else, and then you yeah. know, cut me. Then, then, you know, I, after I cleared waivers four hours later, so I cleared waivers around eight o'clock. Don't you know I had to go catch a plane at eight thirty to the, uh, to Green Bay? Oh my goodness! Because as soon as I cleared waivers, um, they picked me up. Green Bay picked me up right after that. Mm-hmm. So, hey, we need you to get here. We have a game in two days. I'm like, what? They played wow. like a Thursday night or something. I'm like, what? So I jumped on a plane, had to leave my family there, leave my family in Denver, 
with a with a with a with a, 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 a two week old three you know two and a half week old baby yeah two kids packing the rest of the house up she had to do all that stuff herself so what I did is I flew her um her best friend and her cousin up to help her out while I was in in uh Green Bay playing in Green Bay yeah I'm glad you brought that up because I don't think a lot of people understand the back work mechanisms of players who are cut and scramble to go right. somewhere else. And, you know, a lot of them are single, but a lot of them have families, especially young families. And they just have to roll. You know, when yeah. a new organization tells you, we need you here in 24, 48 hours, you're basically telling your family, you guys, we got we're going to do this, but you guys have to fend for yourselves until I get situated here. Yeah. And then you got to bring them there. You know, you think about how many player, there are, uh, players there are out there that have to go to two and three teams sometimes in one year. Think yes. about that. Exactly. You know, now the and team set you up. Yeah. Team set was, you up with yeah. an apartment, right? Yeah. No. Whatever they bring in. No, they what? don't. You're in a what? hotel room for the first week. Then after okay. that, you got to yourself. Wait a minute. They don't even help you find an apartment? When they, they they tell you, you know, they advise you, you know what I'm saying? But they figure, you know, all right, the players will, um, you know, tell you, like, where they go and, you know, how they can do stuff, you know what I'm saying? But, I mean, they try to help you a little bit. But, you know, it's, it's not really help, help. You See, know, you, I, you fit I, it on I, your own. I thought it was I thought it was just a given that every team has somebody designated in your organization because every team has a a contact of realtors, okay? They have a contact of realtors. So I thought you would have somebody designated that knows all the area departments, the townhouses, whatever you want, you know, where they could call somebody, "Hey, I got a player coming in. Can you get them can you get them set up here?" They don't help you do that. Bro, they put you in a hotel for a week. They'll pay for it for a week. After that week, you got to fend for your own. As yeah, much like, as money as the NFL has, that's how they treat players. Right, but they feel as though they're paying you a nice amount of money that you can find your own stuff. That's ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, no, what's, what's ridiculous that a coach can even say that to me, and I took it as his word because he, had, I mean, I ain't, I ain't got no reason to think he would lie to me. But he said he turns around, he says that to me. So right now, I'm thinking I'm cool. You know, my family's right. cool. I got my kids enrolled with school. They were supposed to start um, school the next day. It was like on Tuesday. You know, they started school on Tuesday. The cut day was on um, um the cut day was Monday. They started supposed to start school on Tuesday. After the cut day, it was like maybe um cut time was at four o'clock in the afternoon. I got cut at 350. Ugh. I cleared waivers at 750. I got a call from Green Bay at eight o'clock. We got you a ticket. For eight, it was either 8 45, 8 30, 9 o'clock, because I was right around the corner from the airport where um where I was. So I I I, mean, I couldn't even really pack. I had to really just grab some clothes, some underwear, you know, just, just for a couple days. Wow. And go jump on the plane and fly there. And I was I was in practice the next day. I woke up and I was in practice the next day, preparing for a game, giving me, you know, um the you know playbook and all that stuff. They gave me playbook, all that stuff. When I landed, they came pick me up at the airport, gave me my playbook, told me to look over it. I see you at practice. I didn't even know what practice was, bro. The guy came, I mean, I, where the stadium was. They came and got me from the hotel at um, 7.30 in the morning. Went and to then the stadium. You, and then you have to later ship, you have to pay to ship all your own stuff wherever you are? Yes. Dude, the team I, doesn't I, even pay for that? No. I, I didn't even pack up my oh, stuff. My goodness. I didn't even pack up the stuff in my locker. I still had stuff in my locker um, with, with, with um, Denver. There was stuff still in my locker in Denver. Oh, That's crazy, goodness. man. 
That right. is crazy. Yeah, Sills checking in on this. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I just I remember. You know, you see it in the movies. I remember uh, in uh, Invincible, right? Yeah. And Mark Wahlberg's playing Vince Papali, and he's sitting in a dorm room, and he's looking under the door for footsteps. Like at that day when you're waiting Jeez. for the Turk and it's like, you're, you're panicked every time somebody walks past your dorm room, bro, that, that, you're going to get the knock on the door. My second year, I'm room. No, it's my third year. My, I'm, my third year, my, it was the second year at Lehigh, but it was my third year. I had a um, roommate who actually ended up being my, um, my guard, my right guard, <sighs> Jerry Kraft, Jerry Kraft. We're sitting in bed and he was doing the same thing. We're laying in bed and he's looking at the door. Because we were off that day. We were off the day the Turk was supposed to come. We were looking at the door. And he's looking down. And he's watching, you know, shadows wow. go by. That's the worst. But hold on. He has a desert eagle. A desert eagle in his hand. And dude knocked on the door. <laughs> For people who don't know, what's a desert eagle? A desert is a gun. It's like a forty-five or something. Yep. Like, a fifty yep. caliber, something like that. I'm talking about okay. had bullets about this big in it, bro. A handgun. He's sitting there in his bed. Whoever's knocking on my door, either stop playing me or get away from my door. I'm gonna blow a hole in, in the uh, door. Jeez. Oh Jeez. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Yes. Was so were Richard, players just messing with him? Is that what was going on? It was Richard Cooper. Richard Cooper. Hey, ho, ho, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. We call him Creamy. Oh, Creamy, Creamy. I'm just playing Creamy. Dude, that is not cool. That's, that's not, not good. Not cool man. at all. That's, that's not good, man. That's but fun, you know, just, just you deserve an ass kicking for that. Right. Yeah, really. Exactly. But, so but, you know, uh, Cooper opened the door and said, oh, man, I was just playing with you, bro. Don't play like that. He said, well, what are you doing with a gun? Man, give me that gun. So Coop went and got the gun from him. He said, give me the keys to your car. Took the gun to, and put it back in his car. Damn. My goodness. Hey, but just to add what, to what Dan Celio was talking about, the, the Turk is the worst person in the NFL. See, you know, Turk has to deliver the bad news to players. Right. But the Turk is only doing what the coaching staff right. has told him to do. Or the, and the GM. The CEO and the GM has told him to do. The Turk is just basically the go-between. You know, he doesn't make the decisions. He's given a list. Go to this room. Go to this player. Go to, tell him to come to the office and bring the playbook. Yeah. You know, plain and simple. The yeah, Turk, yeah, the Turk is saw, a lot of bad bad rep. Yeah, they're the just the messenger. Reason. Yeah, that's all he is. Yeah, and you saw it in Hard Knocks. You know, it's it's just it's heartbreaking, man. Bro, it's the worst <laughs> thing ever. You know, and 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 just like when you think about Howie Roseman, what he's going to go through. There's a lot of good players that he's yeah. going to have to let oh, yeah. go. Yeah, a lot of good. Players. Just I yeah. was just sitting back thinking right, about well, um. Let. Well, go ahead. What were you going to say? No, go ahead, Mark. Go ahead. I was just thinking, you know, a guy like Britton Covey. And I know we're gonna talk, you know, you know, go by positions there a little later on. But Britton Covey, mm -hmm. I envision this guy being the next, you know, Wes Walker. Mm -hmm. He's gonna be that type of player. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna make a squad, start off being a kick returner, and work his way into a slot receiver position, and be dynamic. You know what I'm saying? As far as you know, uh, 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 being a big playmaker that you can always get the ball to. In fact, Covey mm -hmm. would be perfect with a guy. Like, uh, well, everybody would be good with uh, Brady. But, I mean, Brady would take his career to another level. That's how good this kid right. is and how good he looks in, in practice. Mm. But the chance of him making a squad are slim to none because they're going to keep – I think they're only going to keep five receivers. And that's only because they got to have so many linebackers, you know, because the different ways in which they're going to bring the linebacker position over with uh, rush-in, defensive end type of linebackers. Then you have the regular um, – linebacker death linebackers like the Mike linebacker and the Jack linebacker 
who plays, you know, the actual linebacker position. But you got like the Sam and the Will. It might be a defensive lineman. It might be a, a linebacker s type of player. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, Hassan Reddick or or maybe a sweat type of player. You know, really depends on what they're running. So you got to carry extra linebackers in, and those linebackers usually play special teams. So how do you how do you have a guy like Kobe that makes the team just because he's a, a great kickoff returner? Exactly. But he also has skills at the wide receiver position. He has the skill to be there. Yeah, I, I saw like three plays from him yesterday. I know it's practice. I get it and all that. But it, like where he he just made – and I, this was mm-hmm. as a receiver, not as a return guy, where he – great footwork. I mean, it's – yeah, he, it feels like a guy they're going to try and sneak on the practice squad and somebody grabs him. Yep. It, it kind of feels like that. Exactly. Like, exactly. That's the way it's going to shake exactly. out. Exactly. You know, because, I mean, you all got right, a well, guy – let's look at it then. Yeah. You got a guy like um like 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 Jalen, Jalen Rager. Who may not deserve to be on the field from his past two years, but I will say this: he is having a way better camp. He's he's looking like an NFL wide receiver right now. He he looks yeah. the part right now. He's doing things and he's making catches. He's 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 kind of um, showing people that he is a wide receiver. But you got a guy like him will make the squad just because he was a first round draft choice. Is he mm-hmm. better at being a receiver than um, than Britton Covey? I think they're tit for tat right now. Hmm. Who brings more return game? Kobe brings more return game, but Kobe was a free agent. Yeah, you got you got Jalen Rager is a is a um, first rounder. So I mean, it's it's it's, it's such a shady business. You know what I'm saying? It's so, mm-hmm. it's so shady, yeah. man. I'll so tell I tell you what. Since you want to start, you know, going through who's on the bubble, let me start because I'm willing to bet Barry's yearly salary that this guy is not making this roster this year. Okay. JJ Ortega Whiteside. Now, <laughs> you're not really going out. out on a, are you going out on a limb there, Derek? I, I, I mean, I'm look, on, look, I'm, here's the only reason I brought him up was because I'm looking at ESPN.com. You know, you have every team to have the depth chart, right? Yeah, yeah. JJ is, and I know they only have limited spaces. JJ is not even listed on the depth chart at wide receiver or tight end. You got <laughs> Grant Calcaterra on the wide on the depth chart. And Tyree Jackson, who may start the season on the pup list. I haven't heard his name once. I haven't heard his name once. Now, one time. Tyre, did you even notice him at practice? I couldn't even figure out what number he wore or how I even looked at I never saw him line up at tight end. Oof. He's just fading yeah, away, man. They, got, they have Jack they have Jack Stoll. Uh after yep. after Goddard, it's uh Jack Stoll, Tyree Jackson, Grant Calcaterra. No JJ. You look at the and wide Tyree's receiver. Tyree's not even be able to start the season. He's exactly be on the pup list. Yeah. And then the wide receiver, they have two, four, six, eight wide receivers listed. He ain't listed on the wide receiver depth chart. Yeah, it's, they it's got so people good. like Deion Kane, yeah. Britton Covey. Uh, it's unbelievable. Uh, who's the other one here? Uh, Carrick Wheat, Wheatfall. Wheatfall. Yeah, Wheat, Wheatfall. They don't even have them listed as, as uh, nowhere to be found. Yeah. Well, you know who's showing uh, up a little I bit? I think it's done. It's finally Lance, done. This, this Lance Lenore. Lance Lenore. Yeah. Is uh, somebody they, they like. You know, he's a big receiver. Um, he, he isn't necessarily, Did you he know. he play in the up. XFL, Barrett, or one of yes. those leagues? He played yep. or USFL. He played in yep. something. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that, that's why he's on the squad right now. All right. Well, let, look, all right. Let's run through. Let's uh, let's look at wideout. So we know, I think we could all agree, uh Brown, Smith, Pascal, Watkins. We're all in agreement, right? First four, boom. Right. Easy. Right. Okay. Yep. 
here's what it comes down to do five or six make it how many how many make it now which let's throw everybody into the mix now rager ward uh hightower, hightower. you mentioned Dion kane uh kovey devin allen i don't know if he's done anything i haven't heard his name either at all he hasn't he hasn't uh, he hasn't and a couple up. of the other guys correct we yeah, and a couple other guys that you just mentioned yeah yeah you have uh let's see who else last lenore yeah yep so um, he's a he's a free agent um he's a free agent for fresno state he hasn't blown anything away he you don't you don't see him in you don't see him in camp you don't see him shining you do do mm. see Lance Lenore flickering, but he's a he's a veteran player, you know. So, um, he should be okay. You know what I'm saying? He should be all right. But I doubt seriously if he, if he uh he makes the squad this year. Um, Will they he keep six? Do you think they'll keep six back? No, no, I don't because five. Like okay. I said, the linebacker position. So I think they'll keep five. Which all right. So so who are your who's your fifth? Rager. So that's it. It's just it's just Rager. All the Rager. Rager yeah, Rager will be your fifth. And that means that, like, a guy like Greg Ward Jr. and John Hightower, two guys that they, you know, if they'd have kept six, it would be a battle between those two, Greg Ward and John Hightower. Now, what's going on is Hightower has looked kind of impressive. Mm. He's done some things. You know, he's made some catches. He's beat some DBs. Um, Greg Ward hasn't done enough. He just hasn't shined enough. But we know on the field, when given an opportunity, he shows up. Absolutely. He shows up. I think he'll get a job real quick if they caught him. I think somebody will sign him quickly. We we heard Jeff McLean, our friend Jeff McLean from the Philadelphia Inquirer, say a few days ago, he thought John Hightower was not going to make this team. Yep. You know, because of the numbers game, you know. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I I would love – I think think based just on work ethic – productivity, even though it's been limited role every year he's been here, I think Greg Ward deserves to make this team. He He is sure-handed. He works as hard as anybody else. Uh, He's maybe – he might get 20, 30 balls thrown to him a season, but he's always making a big catch. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's a deep ball, whether it's a coffin corner type throw. We used to jokingly call him first down Greg. Most of his catches were for first downs. Every time he gets his hands on the football. Or touchdown. Every time he gets his hands on the ball, which is not that often. You know, I think just just based on work, and I, obviously the first four are set. We, we we I think we agree the first four are set on this team. Well, I think right. the first five are set. Who's the fifth one? Who's your fifth one? Rager. Rager. I don't know uh, why you guys keep keeping Rager out of this. Rager is no, no, I'm not, dude. Rob's I think he's hundred percent on yeah. the team. Rob's yeah. with you. He believes he's going to make the team. I'm on the bubble with Rager. Well, he should be on the bubble. Yeah, but, I'm on the bubble with him. But you look at the last two days. He's shown signs that he wants to be on the roster. Okay. Now, right? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. okay. Oh, yeah. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know what does that mean? It just exactly. means that he had two good practices. That's all that means. It means he he picked up his pace in a limited in a limited basis. See, right. That's not right. good enough as a former first round pick. It's not no, good enough. It's not. It's you got to show it every day. You're supposed to be a, a leader, not a follower. When well, you're a first round pick. <laughs> Look at look at look at Taz, man. Taz said, what? Rob, we need you to curse Rager. <laughs> you know how you put that thing on him. You put yeah, that really, on I'm him. telling you, man. The Alice Malloy. Yeah. Put that, <laughs> put that put that mojo. Put that mojo on Rager. Right, right, I don't right, think right, my right. mojo could even do it. I, I think he's because of everything Barrett laid out and, and because he's actually had a pretty good camp. I yeah. think he's cementing himself a job. And le- look, unless he looks awful the next 
three weeks or whatever, you know. Well, the good thing is he'll be going against somebody other than RDBs. Yeah, that's true. When he when he's when he's gonna go we'll see what he can do against Miami and Cleveland. We'll see what he can do. Because Cleveland has some really, really good DBs. You know, right. they have I think what's they Ward's one Denzel of the Ward. Yeah, Denzel Ward. Yeah, Ward, yeah. Just got a big contract and everything, you know. I mean, can he show up against those guys? Can he and this, you know, that's where a lot of these guys can shine. I mean, I mean, if you're high tower, come on, Johnny boy, you got to make it happen. You know, yeah. you're, you're six foot two, 190 pounds. You're probably 200 now. Can you use that frame and go up there and Debo the ball? I want to see people go out there and catch like uh, AJ Brown. He snatches the ball out there. He has strong hands. You, I mean, DBs are trying to knock it out. He's just he grabs him. once he's got it. He's got it, man. He's not letting it go, and that's where that's where Jalen Rager, you know, really didn't get up to where he needed to be because you know contested passes, the DB was winning every single time. So now he's changed a little bit. He's shown that he can go up there and catch it. Um, now we just see if he can continue. Can I see some consistency in his game? See how good he gets uh, over the next three weeks. I think Howie. I think Howie has passed the point where he would keep a player just to save face. Yes. I think the way the, I think the way this roster is is constructed right now, um, I think it comes down to who is best suited to to put on a uniform for us every Sunday or be in a rotation. It's not just the forty seven, but the fifty three to put on a uniform for us. Um, the, I think the, the, the talent pool is so deep in so many positions that it's a luxury to have right now, and, and I think you know that he's not going to be browbeat into keeping a player just because from, from what we've seen over the past couple of years, it, it, it turned out to be a mistake in terms of where he was drafted. All right. All That's right. the well, way listen, I see it. I hear you. I, I, I think the receiver position is really fascinating the way this is going to shake out. So, well, you know, a little later we'll dig into the other, the other spots on offense. Let's get a quick timeout. We'll come back. We're going to talk to Paul Domowicz. Uh, we'll get Domo's take. Great piece today on Dick Vermeil and Wilbert Montgomery. D Gun, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let's talk a little pro action restoration. If you have a home, if you have a business, if you have a property, and you go through the the just awful experience of water, fire, smoke, mold damage, whatever the case may be, and you're not really sure who to turn to, they are the people to get in contact with. Pro Action is on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. I've gone through it myself with my parents' house a few years back. ProAction was there quickly. They cleaned the place up. The crew was professional, and the price was very reasonable. They're licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company. Again, it could be fire. It could be water. It could be smoke. It could be mold remediation. Whatever the case may be, or if you're not really sure, give them a call. Get a consult. 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or reach out online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com.
Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Thanks for hanging with us today. We are Sports Take. Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Joining us right now, and you can uh, find his great work and, and what an add uh, to the team he was at jacobsports.com. Excellent piece today on Dick Vermeil and Wilbert Montgomery, one of his centerpieces when he was here with the Eagles. He also coached with them later with the Rams. Nearly four decades with the Philadelphia Daily News, and he is a Hall of Fame selector himself. So who better to talk to on this weekend than Paul Domowich? Domo, welcome to the show, man. How you doing? Domo. Thanks, guys. Good to be with you. Domo, are you are you in Canton or are you uh, at the friendly confines in uh, in South Jersey? I am about uh, 15 minutes north of Canton on the 15th fairway of Firestone Country Club. Uh, All right. Worst places to be in life. That's for sure. Uh, right there. Man, he uh, leads a good life. Yeah, no doubt. Dombo, so let's let's talk about Dick Vermeil, who will be enshrined tomorrow, uh, along with the, the rest of the members of the class of 2022 in the Hall of Fame. Um, look, it's been a long wait. This is a guy who started coaching in the NFL in 1976 with the Eagles and remarkably took 14 years uh, off from coaching, went back, ended up winning one with the Rams, finished up with the Chiefs. It was an incredible journey, but it's taken a while to get there, man. Just tell me for someone who covered him for as many years as you did, you know, just, uh, just your sense of what this means. To him, it means everything. I mean, I've never seen a guy that 
you know, even before he got in that wanted to get, you, I mean, you could, you, every time you talked to him, you knew how much it meant to him. And, uh, you know, anybody that's watched the, uh, uh, the show, the NFL film show uh, on NFL Network where Kurt Warner knocked on his door. He already knew that he was getting in, but, um, you know, the, the, they surprised him and had, you know, the quarterback that helped him win a Super Bowl, uh, give him the news. And, I mean, it's it's huge. I mean, there's going to be a lot of – you know there are going to be a lot of tears tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, we hey, set, John, what did we set the yeah. over-under at, guys, like two minutes two minute, in? Yeah, yeah, two minutes, yeah. 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 Hey, Hey, Dom, um, with you being a part of the voting committee, the one thing I want to know about, especially when it comes to Vermeil, when you look at the lengthy hiatus that he took between coaching stints as a pro coach compared to other coaches who've made the Hall of Fame, what was the criteria uh, that you guys arrived at in terms of why he deserved to be in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, well, it's, 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 there's actually a separate committees smaller committees uh, made up of guys on our, our larger committee mm-hmm. that pick a coach each year for us to vote on and pick a senior player uh so i wasn't a part of that and okay. uh, i was i mean I, I lobbied for him beforehand uh and you know as i pointed out in one of the stories i wrote about him you know if you just go by the numbers there you know mm-hmm. you could make a case that are there are about five other guys including uh, you know, Mike Holmgren, most notably that have, you know, either better win percentages, uh, better, uh, you know, more, a couple, two Super Bowls rather than one, uh, a better winning percentage, but you know, you've got it also with coaches, you've got to take in mind what they took over mm-hmm. and he took over two abysmal teams in Philadelphia and Los Angeles or St. Louis and the, and the Eagles, I mean, he had nothing to work with. I mean, Mike Cormick, who had, uh, preceded him had used every premium draft pick to, to try to, you know, get over the hill to get veterans. He thought he could win with a right away, which backfired. And so, you know, Vermeil for three years had no pick above the third or fourth round. So, mm-hmm. wow. Super Bowl. I mean, that's, you know, he, I, I believe that the Super Bowl team had 13 undrafted players on it. Wow. Uh, so that, you know, they, he, he had a good personnel department. Uh, he, you know, he made, he made players better clearly. Uh, and, and they wanted to play for him, even though, you know, even though his camps were hard. Mm. So all that, all that overrode maybe that, that other guys had better records. Uh, okay. Who wrote his, who wrote a speech? You know, was, you know, did, did he uh, write it himself or did he have somebody write for him? You know? I'd have to guess. I'd probably think he would, he wrote a Baraday's. I mean, he, He's very detailed. I know when I did an interview with him at his house in April, he was in the process of uh, putting together the invitation list of players. And I mean, that was a monumental task. <laughs> he ended up inviting like 375 to 400 players. Oh, he, he, he gave Carl Peterson the task of, uh, you know, of, of, of inviting the coaches and executives that he had, that he had coached with. So, uh, I, I doubt he had some. You know, I, I doubt he hired a speechwriter. I think everything he says on tomorrow afternoon is going to come from his own heart. Yeah, oh, Domo, you, you mentioned in your piece today over just from a player, not even coach or uh, personnel, over two hundred yeah. former players. Like that's a hell of a lot of players. I know he coached a yeah. long time, man, but that speaks volumes about the loyalty you know he endears from these guys. Yeah, I mean, you guys have been around a lot of coaches. Barrett, you've played for so many coaches. You know, in 40 years, I, I don't know of a coach that that had the relationship 
long-term that he has had with his players. I mean, they had uh, five years ago when he turned 80, they 15 of his former Eagle players from, uh, from his teams, most of these guys, and not all of them lived in Philadelphia. Some came like Wilbert came from uh, Florida. They had, they had threw him a surprise birthday party. Uh, you know, I just, <laughs> I don't think we're going to see that from the Rams uh, when Sean McVay is 85 <laughs> years old. Yeah. I'm just guessing. I mean, that may be you only, only have about 50 years to go, Damo. So I mean, you know, it's going to be a little while. Oh man. But he, That's... I mean, he, you know, the story was about what Wilbert meant to him and, and what he meant to Wilbert. And, and while that's an extreme case, I mean, that's probably the, the epitome of, of the affection he has had with his players. He has it with a number of others. I mean, you could talk to guys, you know, he held a charity golf tournament for like 27, 28 years. Some of these guys couldn't hardly walk anymore because of, you know, what football did to them. And they'd be coming from California, from Texas, just because, they felt obligated to Dick to be there. He finally realized what was going on, and that some of these guys it was a you know a real uh, trial for them. And he finally canceled the tournament out of wow. out of his concern for them. Wow. You know, Damo, when when you look at the career uh, of a Dick Vermeil, and obviously you've had the opportunity to interview him and sit across from him one on one. What's the what's first and foremost is your impression of Dick Vermeil when you come away? Hmm. Well, that, that, I mean, he's the most emotional coach I've ever uh, dealt with, you know, uh, but I mean, you know, you're getting honesty. He's never going to lie to you. Um, Yeah. There's a lot of coaches that are truthful, but um, there's just a sincerity with him that you don't see in a lot of coaches. You don't see in a lot of people, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and I mean, which comes out when he talks about people, when he cries about people, um, so I guess that's, that's the biggest takeaway with him is just, you know, the kind of man he is. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, well, how about the, uh, the Rams years? I mean, he takes 14 years off, which is unprecedented. I, I got me thinking about what, how that, that would play today, but 14 years, he loses his starter in a preseason game the year that they yeah. win it. Uh, and, you know, basically gives the keys over to some guy, a total unknown. And they, they go from like zero to one eighty, become the best show on turf and win the whole thing. And one of the craziest super bowls where, you know, the, you see perhaps the best tackle in super bowl history, which keeps the guy from scoring for 10. There were just so many things that happened that second go round with him that are just like storybook stuff. No wonder their movies made about him. Well, he went into that knowing he had to change a little bit. Uh, he delegated more right off the bat, uh, you know, gave his coaches more responsibility, but he still thought he could, he still thought he could push players the way he did back in the late seventies. And he couldn't because this, you know, th- this was right after the start of free agency players just weren't going to tolerate three hour practices uh, twice a day during training camp. And, but it took, and it took him two years to learn that. Uh, I mean, there were some player rebellions, uh, you know, Kurt Warner talks about them. Uh, John Bunning talks about them. You know, how <laughs> these guys refused to come out to practice one day mm-hmm. just because they, you know, they, I mean, they were constantly uh, you know, wanted him to ease up. And he finally, by the third year, he did. And he changed. And then Trent Green goes down and he's got mm-hmm. suddenly he's got no quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he. He believed in Kurt Warner, but Kurt Warner hadn't played a down. Uh, I think he played one game in the NFL the previous season through maybe nine passes. So there were questions about him. But what Dick did 
he didn't let any if he had any doubts he didn't let him show i mean he he stood up immediately after trent green went down and said you know we're gonna win and and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna win football games with kurt warner and that and talking to kurt that meant a lot to him i mean he knew he could play had a lot of confidence but to hear your coach say that uh meant a lot and and so i think that you know kurt ended up throwing 41 touchdown passes that year you know and dick will be the first to admit he had five Hall of Famers on that team. Right. Or plus Corey Holt, who will be in the Hall of Fame one of these years. I mean, he's been a finalist three times. So, I mean, he had some offensive weapons. Marshall Falk, Isaac Bruce, Holt, Orlando Pace. Uh, but, you know, it, it finally everything came together that last year. And, uh, you know, if he, if he had stayed, he probably would have won another Super Bowl. And, uh, and you know, because they went back two years later with Mike Martz and lost. But, you know, that, I think that's the fact that he quit right away, the fact that he lost the Super Bowl with the Eagles in 80 were probably two contributing factors to why it took him so long to get into the Hall of Fame. I mean, what? Tom, Tom Flores got in before him, uh, mainly because Tom Flores beat him uh, mm-hmm. in 1980 Super Bowl and ended up with two Super Bowl wins rather than Dick. So. When you take the win loss out of, of, of both um, sessions, you know, when he coached, you know, what would you say was his best accomplishment? You know, I'm just taking the Super Bowls out. You know, we know he won it with his second stint, but his first stint, what would you say he did the best coaching job out of both places? Well, I mean, I, I think, you know, the first coach with, with the Eagles, Barrett, he had to be hard on them. I mean, he had nothing. I mean, those, there were guys that they hadn't won in a long time, didn't know how to win. Uh, and I think he had to be hard on them. You could be back then because that was the way it was. Uh, and so, but the problem was, and what ended up contributing to his burnout was that he, he thought he had to do everything by himself rather than learn how to delegate. Uh, second time around, I mean, I, I think he did, he didn't do as much hands-on coaching. Uh, he delegated better, but he ended up, you know, he had a good staff. I mean, he started, when he first got there, he hired Bud Carson as his defensive coordinator. Bud only lasted a year before he had health issues. But then he hired John Bunning, who was a, 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 an excellent uh, – you know, he was his linebacker's coach. He promoted him. He, you know, he hired Mike Martz right before that Super Bowl season. And, you know, and Mike, for all his uh, shortcomings, was a, was a heck of an offensive coach. Uh, so I think if I had I, – I think he did a, a better job uh, – as far as hands-on coaching the first time around, I think the second time around with the Rams, what helped him win that Super Bowl was his ability to know he had to just let other people do things and had to change the way he approached his dealings with players. Domo, let me ask about present day. I, I know, obviously, you're still keeping an eye on what's happening with the Eagles, and it feels like all oh, roads yeah. lead back to Hurts, and if, if that's where you're headed, by all means. Uh, what's your sense of this season, how good they are, What's the ceiling here for this team? Well, I'd sure like to see him in person, uh, Rob, but uh, I can't get a credential. Of training <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you only covered the team for the NFL for 40. Yeah. That, that's, um, that's unbelievable. Yeah, that, that's wrong. That's wrong. And now I work, for, you know, I work for the 33rd team who just hired Bill Parcells and Bill Cowher. I'm guessing they can get credentials. Jeez. Anyway, I'm not going to belabor that point. Uh, yeah. I think, you know, if they stay healthy, I think they're going to be a very good team. Mm-hmm. I think they're an 11-12 win team. Uh, obviously it all comes down to Jalen, you know, I, I still think, you know, I, I believe he, 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 you know, he, he's going to improve. The question is, what's his ceiling? Is it, is it high enough to, uh, 
you know, to get them over the, you know, make them a, a team that can go deep into the playoffs. He's got weapons. I mean, there's, there's nothing right now. He's got the best offensive line in the league. Uh, so, I mean, there's no kind of no excuse right now for this offense not to be uh, very, very good this year. And, and, and defensively, I mean, I, you know, I've, I've found fault, fault with Howie uh, many times during his career, but you got to give him credit for what he's, you know, the improvements he's made this off season. They should have a much better pass rush. Their defensive line is going to be versatile. I mean, they can move all those guys all over. I mean, I think I I'm, would not be surprised to see a lot of Jordan Davis on the edge in, in, in sub packages just because, I mean, what tackle or, or tight end can stop the combination of, of power and speed that he brings? So, you know, I think you're going to see the sacks go up. They've improved at linebacker. So, you know, injuries always are a telling uh, factor uh, as the season goes along. But, I mean, I think this team can win, you know, 11, 12 games and, and make, make a serious move in, you know, deeper into the playoffs than they did last year when it was a given that they weren't going to make it past the first round. Do you see the run game staying like it is, or do you think um, they have to advance as far as what they do on the offensive side of the ball? Yeah, Barrett, I, I got to believe that what they don't want to do what they did last year. I think they did that out of necessity. I mean, it saved their season changing to the run, uh, running so much. But, I mean, I think they've got to find a better balance this year. You want to find a better balance. You didn't bring A.J. Brown in. Uh, and, and you don't have these weapons to, you know, to, to run the ball 35, 40 times a game every week. So I, I, I think Nick's going to try to find some balance there, assuming Jalen, you know, is, is, is up to the task. Dama, you always keep a, a wider scope on this too. Um, NFC East, has Dallas come back to the pack a little bit? Is there, could there be a surprise in Washington? I know the Giants is kind of a rebuild here with Dable. What, what, what's your sense of the East? Yeah, I think Dallas has come back a little bit. Uh, you know, Washington's intriguing. I, I, you know, I never, I, I, I still think, you know, for all of Wentz's faults, I still got to believe he's got a, a, he's got some good football left in him. And I think, you know, the, the thing about going to Washington is, Scott, I think Scott Turner, the offensive corner coordinator down there, is a guy that that could get them. You know, he's an underrated offensive mind. Who I, you know, I think can get more out of Carson than, than we've seen the last you know few years since his last year in, in Philadelphia. So I think they're going to be better than maybe we think right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Giants, you know, I mean, I like Dable, so uh, we'll see. I don't know if he's got enough talent. I'm not as down on Daniel Jones as a lot of people are. Um, so, but, I mean, it's going to come down to, you know, their line play, you know, I mean, because they, they need Saquon Barkley to be – what Saquon Barkley was a few years ago. So, uh, but the, I mean, the division is there for the Eagles. I mean, it's, it, there's, it's not like last year where you just felt the Cowboys were head and shoulders above everyone else. I, I'm glad you brought up um, the Giants. I was going to ask you, is Dayball the guy to bring the most out of Daniel Jones since you believe Daniel Jones is better than a lot of people have critiqued him? Yeah. Well, I mean, you just, all you can go by is the past. Uh, right. Uh, and, you know, what he's done with Josh Allen up in, in Buffalo. Um, so it, it'll be interesting. It's, it's kind of one of those things to see how, how they use him. Uh, you know, do they play to his strengths? Uh, you know, so, uh, but I think, I think he's, I think Daniel Jones has a better chance with this guy than he's had in the past. Let me ask you, Dabo, when it comes to Nick Sirianni, um, certainly last year, 
you go from four wins to nine wins. He gets them in the playoffs. I don't think any of us saw that coming. They did do it a little bit unconventional on offense, but you got to do what you got to do. Uh, just going into his second year now, he, see, he turned over the play calling to Steichen. He's a guy who's kind of rah-rah-ish, whatever, but it seems to connect with his players. I just I haven't heard you do any 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 kind of analysis on just him in general. What do you think about Sirianni? Yeah, I like Nick. Uh, you know, I mean – it was easy to, and, and I, I was probably as guilty as anyone initially with, you know, some of the, you know, the things he was doing that kind of were easy pickings as far as criticizing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, I think he's got a good relationship with, you know, in, I think he, he he's, he's the locker room is, is, you know, is on his side right now. Um, he's got, I think he's got a good coaching staff. I think Jonathan Gannon mm-hmm. got a lot of criticism last year that it was undeserved because, I think he had to be as vanilla as he was because of what he was playing with. I mean, I think he, mm. he was just trying to survive. He just didn't want to, he was trying to keep teams out of the end zone. Mm. And to a certain degree, he did that. Uh, I forget what they finished in points allowed, but it wasn't horrible. Uh, but this year he's got weapons on offense, on defense that, you know, we're going to find out just how good or mediocre Jonathan Gannon is as a coach this year, because mm-hmm. I think we're going to see a lot more imagination in his defense, a lot more blitzing. Uh, Nicobe Dean, I think, can be a terrific. I mean, he was a terrific blitzer at Georgia. So, I mean, you're going to, you've got to use that weapon. Uh, you got to use Jordan Davis in various roles. You know, we'll see what Fletcher, if Fletcher Cox has anything left. Uh, so, you know, you know, he's got a good staff with him. I think he's smart enough to use these guys. Um, you know, right now, I, you know, whether he's good enough to take a team to the Super Bowl, who knows? I mean, until 2017. I don't know that anybody thought Doug Peterson could ever get a team to the Super Bowl. Mm. <laughs> right. <laughs> Damo, 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 as we sit here today, and from, from what we've seen of a Jalen Hurts and, and everything we keep hearing about him in camp this year, do you think he has the makeup to improve his game significantly or marginally? Well, that's a million-dollar question. Uh, he's improved every year. Mm-hmm. Uh Again, we don't know what his ceiling is, though. Um, you know, he's he's in he's in the same offense for the first time since high school, uh, two, mm-hmm. two, two years in a row. That's got to help. I don't know. You know, he worked with other coaches during that period when you're not allowed to work with your own coaches, which is not a good thing. Right. Uh, but I, I, you know, what he did he learn bad habits? Did he did, did he learn things that are going to make him better? I don't know. I mean, one of the biggest things that one of my biggest takeaways with him last year, which I thought he had to find a way to improve, was he could not move to his left. Mm. I mean, when, when defenses made him go left, it was, you know, his completion percentage was was much lower. Yep. Uh, his accuracy was much lower. And, and teams were, were basically taking away the right side, making him uh, run a lot longer to get outside on the right side. So, uh, you know, has he learned to throw better when he's moving left? I don't know. Uh, and, again, I haven't seen any training camps, so. Uh, I think people have been a little bit too critical of, you know, what he's done in in a couple of uh, team drills and this. You know, I I think you got to give a quarterback all the training camp, all the preseason before you really start Mm -hmm. picking apart his performance. That's that's the whole that's the whole um, offense as a whole, though. You know, because a lot of people get oh well, the defense is dominating, right? Well, that's what happens in training camp. That's what you know they do in training camp. They're going to be in situations where the defense will be ahead of the game. It's not until you see them against uh, uh, an opposing offense who hadn't seen, who hadn't jumped all the routes, who hadn't seen all the route covers. 
um, who, who know the little idiosyncrasies of the whole offense that you'll really see who this team and what they what they uh, bring to the table. But Absolutely. when we go from each player, um, what do you think that, you know, Jalen Rager as um, becoming a, a good wide receiver in this league? Is that opportunity, you know, that ship sailed away or is it, you know, is he at a point now where he can change a little bit? That's a good question. I, boy, I, you know, I mean, it's now or never for him. Uh, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, well, they've, they've probably got four spots locked up. Um, you know, it's up to him. I mean, I, he's got talent. I, there's no question about that. Um, I, it's it's all going to depend on what kind of preseason he has. I mean, and how, the problem is he's got to he's got to convince them he deserves reps. He deserves playing time. Uh, you know, I, my guess is that it, I, I mean, I, what I've seen of him last year and as a rookie. I'd be very surprised if he makes any kind of, you know, if, if, if we're talking about him in week one or two and saying, holy cow, he made an incredible move. But will he make this club? I think that's still a possibility. I mean, because it, it's his last year, unless some, nobody's going to jump out and, and offer them a, a fortune for him. So, um, you know, it's a very a good possibility he ends up as their fifth receiver. Dabo, last one for me here. Uh how do you see this playing out with Deshaun Watson? I mean, what a circus this has been. Um, and we're still not out of it yet. Do yeah. you think the league, and I know Goodell's almost handing this off as well, but you, do you think they go for the entire season? Um, and do we see him play this year? Well, I mean, what they wanted, what they recommended before the judge, the arbitrator had made her initial ruling was a, a year suspension and I believe an $8 million fine. Um he was smart to t- give it off to somebody else now with the appeal because that would have he would have lost the players if uh, you know having a system where they could appeal anything and it would go to Roger. You know, I mean that just didn't right. make any sense. So uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I was shocked that she only. I mean, I, you read what she said about him, yeah, and actions, and then see what the punishment she handed out. I mean, it, it doesn't equate. So I don't know. No. I mean, I'm confused. Uh, I would have to think. I don't know anything about this Harvey, the guy that would be is going to be the arbitrator. Um, it can't be any less. I'm sure of that. I, I would have to think uh, that that he'll end up with with uh, you know with a steeper one. But will it be a year? I don't know. Yeah, I hear. Hey, it. hey, Damo, um, how many years now have you made the trek to Canton for Hall of Fame inductions? You know what, Derek? Actually, I don't come a lot. Uh, okay. I've, lately, I have because there's been Eagles involved. Mm-hmm. This year, Harold last year, uh, Doc in 2017. I don't really like this uh, whole thing. Uh, it's hot. As you can see, I'm sweating now. I got to go to a, you know, the gold jacket tonight is is inside, but the you know beforehand it's you're you're outside and uh, the bar. Fortunately, they've shortened the speeches, which uh, I mean I remember being here. I think it was 2017 when Doc went in. Ray Lewis also went in. Uh, and Ray talks for two oh, days. <laughs> I, never, I never saw, you know, I'm a sweater, but this guy, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember that, yeah. that gold jacket was just drenched by the time. Yes. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, you look like you're enjoying it to me. You're out golfing today. You're in the sun. You get your health. You, you, you have a healthy environment. Yeah, you look like you're in the middle of the forest and yeah, it looks good. Look miserable to me. I'm just yeah. saying. <laughs> you know what? I'm staying with some uh, some good friends that have a place right on the Firestone Country Club, so um, it's it's nice. That part's nice. I just don't like to go outside in this humidity. 
<laughs> I hear you. All right. Well, you can follow him on Twitter at P Dabo yeah, and yeah. also check out his great work, jacobsports.com, uh, the yeah. 33rd team, FB, Philly Mag. He's all over the place, man. You can't stop Dabo. You can only, only hope to contain him, and that's not even going to happen. But Dabo, you, <laughs> if anybody sees any loose credential, uh, training camp credentials flying yeah. around, uh, you grab too. them. We'll yeah, take care of you. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Thank Dabo, you thanks for a couple minutes, man. Enjoy it. Have fun. You, and stay cool this weekend. Have fun, guys. Take care. All right, that's Paul Damo. It's good stuff on Vermeil. Good stuff on the Eagles right there from Damo. All right, let's step aside, guys. We will continue the football talk. Merrill Reese is going to join us at two. Go ahead, Hold on, Robbie. While while we were interviewing Damo, I was texting back and forth with someone. And um, as of right now, don't hold me to it, because the, the, the last text I got from this person was, call me on Monday, please. So hopefully we will have Dick Vermeil himself on Monday or Tuesday. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Still working that, that, on it. Still working on it. All right. Good work out of you, Gunner. Yeah. Gunner's always working, man. Doesn't matter what it is. He's always he's always Fire, man. We, that'd be fun. That would be fun for sure. Yeah, All right. Let's uh let's step aside. We'll come back. Uh we're, we're a couple things we're gonna dig into. We'll keep going with the with the depth chart who's on the bubble. We'll get into some NFL stuff. Hey, did you see the Stafford stuff? Some problems with his elbow? Yeah, and they said this this they're kind of concerned because they're saying it doesn't make sense the type of of pain he's going through. It's, it's, yeah. it's like a pitching um, elbow. It's like yeah. what pitching elbow. Yeah, yeah. Like this he's on a pitch sense. count right now, yeah. and and, yeah. and Sean McVay called it abnormal. Yeah, it's yeah. never yeah. a good sign. No, but also yeah. did you see Joe so what, Burrow? Joe Burrow had uh, was it um, appendectomy? An appendectomy. A- appendectomy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's so. he's out a little bit. Uh, as well. We'll talk about last night's game. One uh, one big-name guy returned to practice today. Uh, we'll get into some free agents who are still floating around. Uh, week two schedule, all kinds of stuff. In, in sure. So we'll dig into all that when we I, get back. So don't go. Also, how is the Baltimore's quarterback not signed yet? Yeah, that's bizarre. Yeah. Espe- especially after Kyler Murray got his deal done. I'm, I'm really yeah. surprised right. at that. If there was anybody who deserved a number like that more so than Kyler Murray, it would be Lamar Jackson. Also, Baltimore is right. just such a good organization. Like you just yes. like yes. that stuff doesn't usually happen there, and usually it's right. taken care of. Yep. So yeah, that one's weird, Barrett. That's we could talk about that too. That's one to keep your eye on where that where that goes for sure. All right, don't go anywhere. Phillies won last night as well. We'll dive into that. All kinds of stuff in store for you for the uh, the latter half of the program. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube, Network, D-Gun, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. Let's talk a little Razor technology. All right, with, th- with cyber threats like ransomware on a seemingly endless uptick and the risk of a breach or data loss higher than ever, we need to know and you need to know just who is accessing your network systems and applications because that mission can be critical. Identity management from Razor Technology is a holistic framework of policies and technologies that lock down access to the right users for only the right reasons. We deploy cutting-edge solutions that identify, authenticate, and monitor access across your entire IT system. Razor Technology determines how users gain identity to your system, what roles they need to fill, and enforces access controls and network protocols digital certificates, behavioral analysis, and secure authentication methods. Talk to Razor Technology today to learn how to identify management uh, and can reduce the risk of data breach while avoiding costly errors and downtime due to lack of access. Contact Razor Technology at 866-797-3282, 866-797-3282. 
3282 or visit us online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on Action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Back with Sports Take on this Friday. Hope you're doing well out there. Hey, let's smash the like button, man. We are we are uh, struggling a bit in the like section. So let's. Where are we right now? How many we got? Not a lot. Not a lot. We're down today, so we got to get up with our with our likes there. As uh, we get Barrett's brother. Hey guys, yeah, I want to hear Barrett's brother go off. Hey guys, guys, um, you guys see this thing with these uh, these monkeys stealing babies in in, uh, in Japan? No. I I heard somebody told me about that, but I haven't seen. Bro, this it. is like real stuff, you know. This is what? real. Give monkeys, me that. It's like 60, 60 people have been attacked within the yeah. last three weeks, or they're trying. They stole the babies and thrown them off buildings. 
Yes. Monkeys, monkeys yeah. are doing it. Yeah. Monkeys see, are doing it. The problem is that there's uh, certain areas in, in Japan where people go to see these monkeys up close and personal. For it's tourists. They're like tourist attraction, and now they're getting too close, too close to, and, and it's it's getting crazy. It, well, no, they're coming to the houses. They're now that see, they're getting so comfortable with humans. Yeah. yeah. See, that's not what good. Kind of stuff is that, bro? That, bro that's I'm, that's I'm like a monkey's ass, bro. <laughs> That's like that's like Planet of the Apes stuff right there, man. Right, bro. I mean, dude, he and I was, I'm watching this. I, I watched this one. I, I was just watching on on. on hey, look at Rob crying, laughing. <laughs> Don't I'm give me started, monkey, Rob. I'm kicking the monkey's ass. <laughs> Don't give me. Started. <laughs> Don't give me. <laughs> but I'm just saying, dog. Like it was like four people, dog. Four people. They were by this gate. Stop, it was a baby stop. and four people. I'm I mean, this is not fun. It's not funny. It's not funny. <laughs> Come I'm, on, I'm man. I'm tearing that monkey up, bro. I'm choking the hell out that monkey, dog. Somebody go try to take my baby, dog, or somebody else's baby while I'm standing there? You just not go do that, man. Bro, oh, just... and, they, and they say, like, clawing them. Dog, you, you, you're defending a baby, man. This one lady, I, I was watching this one lady. The monkey was had the baby by, well, it was actually four people. This is the messed up thing. It was four people sitting there by this ladder and this fence. And the monkey comes up and starts trying to take the baby. How about the four adults haul ass? They leave. They leave the baby? Yeah. And the, then the ladies whose baby it was sees it, runs over there, and snatches the monkey away from the baby. Oh, my and it's God. And he's got the baby by the leg, so he gets, she gets it off. And he's steady attacking. So evidently, the baby's father comes. And he's, like, giving a half-hearted, like, like kick, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's... I'm like, dude, you're not. The, the, Are mom you is kidding going, me, man? My okay. mom is going here, in. Mom is going okay. in. Here, here's the story. People in Southwest Japanese uh, city of Tokyo have come under attack from monkeys that are trying to snatch babies, biting and clawing at flesh, and sneaking into nursery schools. The attacks on 58 people since July 8th are getting so bad. Yamaguchi City Hall has hired a special unit to hunt the animals. With tranquilizer guns. The monkeys are not interested in food, so traps have not worked. They have targeted mostly children and the elderly. They are so smart and they tend to sneak up and attack from behind, often grabbing at your legs, city officials said on Wednesday. Now, are they being trained? Like, where, like, how no, is this happening? No, these are, these are wild monkeys. Wild monkeys oh doing my this. Oh, God. Yes. I mean, yeah. can you imagine that? You know, like you're an old lady and, and the monkey comes up behind and grabs your leg and they're attacking and they're they're strong yeah they're they're calculated because you just said they attack from the back wow okay that's crazy well you know they've done they've done documentaries my children it's on man you whoop his ass too right oh hell yeah see yeah you know what yeah i'll tell you what i'll tell you what's really frightening is that in the last 10 years they've done like documentaries like a lot of these you know like discovery channels and stuff like that on the chimpanzee in a while chimpanzees have adapted to the point where, you know, we just thought they were like fruits and vegetable type animals. They have now orchestrated to where they are killing like other monkeys, or if they can catch another animal, like, you know, the equivalent of squirrels or whatever, they're now eating flesh. Oh my and it's God. A chip- now, now you know how strong chimpanzees are. We've seen yeah. stories of people in the United States who have had them as pets. They've gotten to a point, they just freaked out. And, you know, one, I believe it was a woman in Connecticut had a, a, a pet chimpanzee. And clawed her face and disfigured her face so badly that they couldn't even reconstruct her face. 
you know, yeah. stuff like that. Oh, it's, I'm telling you, dude, it's Whoa. bro. Yeah. They, they're, they're getting out like they're uh, when they are in the wild, they sit on hunting parties to go find <laughs> other. Yeah, the monkey. Yeah, ripped off her face. You know, bear tell me I'm whooping a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, the next shift. Um, it's not funny, it's but how, yeah, he said, "How come bear. I'm saying uh, Britton Covey, man? What? What happened? I'm talking about Britton Covey. Um, I, I've changed my mind on Britton. No, I've changed my mind on Britton Covey. He's not making the squad. I'm, I'm still adamant on that. But I didn't say the man couldn't play. The man is unbelievable. I mean, I watched him play against USC." He was the Utah Utes offense. He can ball, but he just doesn't fit into this number count here. Jamie's not bigger, man. If he was right. just a little bit bigger, he's right, man, right. That's the rub, man. He's just he's he's a smaller he's guy. He's smaller wide receivers, you know, the West Welkers, guys like that, Danny yeah. Amendola's. You know, yeah. you get him with a quarterback that you know reads things fast and gets it out to him. He could be a really, really, really good player. Yeah. Really good player. No question. All right, uh, I'll get back to the birds in a second. Phillies win last night, guys, in a weird one. It was abbreviated because with the rain uh, we got here in, in the Philadelphia area. Four and a half inning game. Uh, look, props to the Phillies. They did what they had to do. They they scored four in the fourth, which was huge. Hoskins solo yep. shot. Bohm continues to scorch. Yep. Three-run shot from him. Uh, Bohm, by the way, last 29 games. He's hitting 400 with a 417 on base and a 591 slugging percentage. It's remarkable what, what he's right. been doing. They're 36 and 19 since June 1st. They're 35 and 19 under Rob Thompson. Um, they're they've dominated the Nats. They're 15 and two uh, over them. Uh, last 17, I think, played altogether. But Syndergaard, yeah, yeah, Syndergaard. Ahead, was, yeah, I mean, I, look, he went five innings. He gave up 11 hits, man. Oh, man, he got rocked. He he had nothing. <laughs> he, he, like, <laughs> he's going to get he's gonna get credit for a complete game. Uh, he stunk last night. Now, to the yeah. credit. Here we go. Another no, no, pitcher getting fired. Another pitcher let's, let's getting fired. No, he did. He stunk. I mean, look, come on. <laughs> he's, on he's on He's on. Rob's hot list. Right. No, two things jacked. happened. The Already. Offense, the offense bailed him out. And, and uh, listen, Derek, listen to what I'm about to say. Castellanos makes another great defensive play who, with the who? catch him, catch him, throw him out at the plate, uh -huh. which by could, the time it could have been better. That was in the uh, bottom top of the fifth. He he gets the double play to stop the bleeding. Phillies led 5-4 at that point, and then the yep. rains hit. I yep. mean, it was perfect timing. But uh, we keep it real. No, Syndergaard stunk. Rob's gonna get Syndicard Jack. No, now he's no. getting on. He now he's getting on the D Gun Castiano bandwagon. All right, it's a weird Friday, man. A, my brother was on the show. We're talking about monkeys attacking people, man. It, it's not even April Fool's Day, man. It's, it's, right, it's right. a weird it's, Friday, man. Yeah, it's a good point. Bro, this this is that's crazy, man. I, I just I just saw it, man. I'm like, how does this happen, man? I mean. Yeah, I got it. Now I'm now I'm gonna be that's all I'm gonna be doing is going down rabbit holes watching this monkey stuff now. Right, I mean, right. This, you know what I'm saying? Crazy, man. I'm yeah. telling you. Yeah, I, I'm I see that's almost that's almost as bad when I went up to Montana in um North Dakota when they have grizzly bear alerts. Oh, I'm not no. living anywhere there's gonna be a grizzly bear alert. I mean, I can see if there's a tornado alert or I can see if um you know uh, uh, uh you know anything but a bear walking in your backyard. You you got the I mean, if if a bear wanted to come get you, when nothing you could do about it. A grizzly, there's nothing you could do no, about it. No, a black bear is one thing. A black bear will run, run. I from mean, you. I might be able to whoop his ass. 
but but no, not a, I, I not a grizzly bear. Maybe back in your playing days. Now, now that you're fifty, now that ain't happening, dude. Ain't I don't. Yeah, I I don't. I'm not living in a place where I could walk into my yard and there's some gigantic bear that's about oh, yeah. to end me, <laughs> eating your trash cans. Yeah, no. They yeah, said when a, when a grizzly, a full grown grizzly bear stands on his hind feet, he's over eleven feet tall. That's it. That's where I check out. I'm oh. gone, bro. They, they say it's God. They, they say it's God country, man. Well, yep. It, yeah, you, you can have yeah, it. you stop. You can stay out there with God all you want to. I think we have a suggestion. <laughs> I got it. Oh, I'd love to see this. <laughs> this would be a showstopper. John Dickerson, 250 likes, and Barrett wrestles a bear. <laughs> <laughs> that would uh, be an all-time showstopper. No, what was this? See, Jacob Media. I don't know if they could pay me enough for that. <laughs> What's the insurance policy on that one, man? I, I don't right, know. right, 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 right. Um, Joe, Joe, hey, Joe, I, I love you, Joe, but Joe. Dude, hey, yeah. man, let me tell you, so that bear hook bear behind it, that's it. Oh, forget it. 11 feet? You the, the reach on that thing, too? Forget right. it. I get freaked that's out. I, I, I'm telling you, man, like, I I was in Arizona for the first time uh, earlier this year before we started doing the show. Oh, and you've never been there before? No. And okay. I, I was, we, we I, me and another guy are driving along, and we see a gigantic coyote and i and i was like oh yeah. and, and he's I like i thought they were small right Didn't dude this one i saw was huge and yeah. this guy's like yeah man you just kind of get used to it i'm like I, I wouldn't get used to that i mean this right. thing was a behemoth man it was a big one and um and and they said in some places they're breeding with domestic dogs oh oh my goodness yeah so Jeez. there's one there's one um this one uh golden retriever had a litter a coyote golden retriever litter? Yes. And the what? dogs were huge. <laughs> huge. What's going you, on? And, and they couldn't tame them, man. They couldn't tame them. <sighs> you know what I'm saying? That's that. And, and they were just wild, you know. So they, they, they sent them to this, like this little, you know, not a retreat, but like a little place they send the wild animals. Right. To. Yeah. And the dogs were so big, they were, um, they were fighting the wolves and stuff, you know what I'm saying? Jeez, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I was out in Arizona a while back, maybe about 10, this was 10 years ago uh, when my brother, you know, and they live in a nice development below a mountain range. And so he likes to get up and walk him and his wife to walk, you know, the morning Go walk, like 7 like yeah. Yeah. dude, I ain't about that stuff, but I did it just cause I said I wanted to do it. So we're walking this beautiful trail and they kept saying, we're only going to go up one more level and maybe go up like four levels. So we started to come down and all of a sudden I grabbed my sister-in-law and I said, stop. And in front of us, it was like a rattlesnake going right. It, it rattlesnake wasn't more than twelve yards in front of us. Mm -hmm. She would have stepped right on if I hadn't seen. It. And he like blended in with the dirt. And yeah, I, they're, they're just like camouflage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then and there's times when these wild pigs are called javelinas. They look yeah. like miniature versions of a wild boar. Yep. They're they're running through my brother's development. Just they just come down out of the mountains. Run. I'm like, what is, is this wild kingdom? Or what? I'm not. I'm not that in touch. I'm not in. Yeah, I'm not that in touch either. Uh, I'm not that in touch, man. Like. In Arizona, you got to shake your shoes out because my brother does uh, every day. Scorpions, yes, yes. Crawl get in into your shoes. shoes. Oh, yeah, they come into your homes through the uh, like the air ducts, and especially when you have a newer development, they have nowhere to go because you've messed up their habitat. Yeah, you've taken out their area. So away, all yeah. of a sudden, they're in your backyards. I've been out there a couple of times. My brother said, "Look up, looked up on the ceiling. There's scorpions crawling across the ceiling." Oof. I'm like, "Oh heck no! I'm yeah. not afraid of bugs. You know, if anything, you know, I'll kill them." You know, my brother, he won't admit this. He, he's afraid of bugs. I have to kill bugs in this house for him. He's not a bug person. So I'm going to send him a bug zapper. Yeah. I doubt if he could knock down a, a scorpion, but he would love a bug zapper. Damn, but man. I'm telling you, man, you got to shake your shoes. Bear's right before you put your shoes on. 
out in Arizona. That's crazy, man. I mean, you, you think of stuff like that. How do, I can't see myself opening them up front. I'm yawning, got a newspaper. I'm yawning, and there's a, a um, what do you call it? A, a moose have sitting a, in your yard. Oh, yeah, yeah no, 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 no. And so the moose, like, look you eye to eye. Like, the mooses are like, like at the highest point, like 12, I mean, um, seven ten, foot tall. You know, ten, a full grown moose, 10, 10 feet tall at the shoulders, a full male. Come on, man. Yeah, Come no. on, man. At, at the shoulder. Yeah, I don't think so. And they tell okay. me all you got to do is have a red shirt, and you start waving a red shirt, they'll start running because they no, think it's fire. No, I ain't doing it. No. I, 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 for, no is that more, right? They're they're afraid of red. Yeah. So if you do like no. that, you shake your head, it it'll start running because they no. think it's fire. See, I'd be the one that he would run towards me instead of away from me. No, I ain't doing it. No. Oh, look at Mister Taz. Taz, see, I remember what? I had to kill a grizzly when I was with the. Was, see, what? there you were. Kill I a grizzly when what? I had to kill a grizzly. It took four shots. Come on, bro. Four well, no shots. Again because of... First of all, I'm not yeah, going to be in that no, no, I'm not doing that. All right. No. 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 <clears throat> no yeah, right. I, I mean, uh, oh, boy. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I live where I live, man. That's, right, uh, right, right. Thing. Woof. All right. Um, let's go back to the depth chart. Uh, now, now I'm freaked out <laughs> into this conversation. Good God. Sweet. This show's Sweet off the Delco. chart. Yeah, Sweet Home, Sweet Home Delco. Sweet Home Delco is right. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, you got to worry about his little spiders maybe, right? Yeah, worry about crazy human beings. Forget about right. moose and <laughs> everything else. Yeah, I deal with enough maniac humans around here. Yeah, you, know, you see people all the time, I mean, they, and like, and they go to um, – they ride bike trails. <laughs> in uh, Yellowstone. They ride bike trails. And all by themselves, too, dude. Up yeah, right. And then also the cougar starts oh, yeah. running and knocks him off the bike and yeah. grabs him by their head. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't get it. I, I, I people are out for runs, you know, in the mountains a lot. Like it's, no, uh, no, no, no. I'll tell you, I'm gonna tell, I'll tell you something, Rob. Though, you don't see a lot of brothers doing that, man. No, ain't a brother, ain't no, a brother no. they doing it. Yeah. Well, we, 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 we this, you know, this brother ain't doing it either. Man. <laughs> you don't see when you watch all these animal documentaries, you don't see brothers out there. Point that oh look at the twelve foot gator. You're, you're we, right no, about we ain't that. Close. We ain't doing yeah. that. We ain't snorkeling. We ain't doing that stuff, man. Yeah, wow. I told hey, you, miss, I, I'm, hey, I'm one of those people. When I'm at the zoo, I'm not getting near the rail. I'm not <laughs> not taunting the animal or any of that, man. I'm I'm just I keep it moving. Oh, there there's the uh, alligators. Good. Okay. You know, Rob is my one, dude, man. man. Rob no. is my dude, man. You you. I see those people. They're like, oh, let's get close. Oh, <laughs> I hope you become gator bait, you know? Oh, God. Bro, one time I took my, I took my daughter to uh, the, the uh, New Jersey Aquarium, and you go into this one room, and it's got, I mean, it's like, I mean, a huge, huge, huge wall, you know, with all these fish in there. So, look, I'm talking to my daughter as we're walking in, as we're walking in, and she's not paying attention to that big wall. As you see the big, you know, sharks, everything swimming in there. Yeah, and they're right so up on you. Yeah. Right, right. It's like, you know, it's like 30 foot tall and yeah. probably like 100 foot wide, you know, so we're walking. So she's talking to me. She hasn't looked at what time. I was like, I said, oh, look at the fish. She, I, We were about halfway through. I said, oh, look at this. She turned around and saw that. Bro, she literally climbed up my leg, scared to death. <laughs> Make you know she was wrapped around my head, dog. Her legs. She wrapped my head. Hey, you, you okay, man? You got it, dude. I don't blame her. Yeah. I had to take her out, man. She was not having that, dog. Yeah. She did not see it, and once she saw it, man, she was definitely scared, man. She was like, I can't, I can't take it. 
It's true. About and uh, John Dickerson is, is not wrong back in the day. That is correct. 2 a.m.'s 2 a.m.'s coming soon. Let's go, man. You know what I mean? It ain't happening. It's true. Very true, man. Very true. Yeah, man. Oh, I don't get that. I don't get that. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a rush to, to no, no, the no. animal. No, bro. No. no, I'm in a rush to get away from the, say, the animal. No, we. Ain't, I'm not jogging up in, in in foreign mountains by myself. I got friends that love to do these uh, treks where they go to the Appalachian Mountains and they hike the trails and and you can stay. You know, they have cabins designated in certain areas in Appalachia where you can just spend the night there. You know, I ain't right. doing. I'm not doing that. I don't know what the heck I'm going Appalachian Trail. I don't know what's around the bend for me, man. I'm not doing that stuff, man. Bro, no. I'm like not this. jogging. I'm not jogging off in the wilderness by myself. Ain't happening because D Gun probably not coming back. Exactly. I have a, I have a, um, I have a dude that I, you know, a play-by-play guy that I work with on um, when I do my ESPN college football games. Mm-hmm. His name is uh, Sean Kennedy. Now, Sean, if you look him up on um, Instagram and stuff, he's got pictures where he like today, like last week for vacation, he and his family went down to Georgia somewhere, and he was kayaking. In the same stream or river with alligators. No, nope. nope. so he has been on. He's been on assignment. Like he had, he did a game down in Florida, where all in one weekend, like he'll get down there on Wednesday. He goes out and he's out there with alligators, and the alligator he's being chased by an alligator. That's one instant that happened. Then after oh. the game, he goes out and he starts surfing and gets bit by a shark. Oh. This is no, in one weekend. No, no, you can look it up on his no. face by an alligator and bit by a shark. Yes. In one weekend. Yes. This, and this no. guy's like still doing this ago. stuff. He's still so, he, at- so last week he was with his family down in, in Georgia. He was kayaking with alligators in the water. Oh my God. My, my, my pops used to tell me all the time see, boy, you don't believe fat meets greasy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You don't believe fat meets greasy. Keep I on. just, I don't get it. What is, what's the fun of that? Like, right, right. I don't want to be do, scared. No, like, just I don't traumatize. Yeah, 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 I would be ruined. Like, I mean, no, oh. no, no, not doing it. Can't do it. Yeah, I don't. It's just yeah. not, not gonna do it. Nah, my, my, yeah, he's, yeah. Yo, he was the same one that was with me in um, he was with me in uh, in in, in Montana when we did a Montana Grizzly game. Yeah, and he's the one that was, hey man, let's let, let, let's walk to the stadium, huh? Hell no, we're freezing, right? Yeah, no, no, it's not because it's cold. No. Because earlier that day, three hours earlier that day, there was a grizzly alert on campus. <laughs> on campus, on campus. And he want to go find it, dude. I told him like this, dude, black people. This dude, this dude's a thrill seeker. I, I no. you know, tell him, Bear, we don't do that. We don't do that stuff, man. We ain't doing it. No, thank you. No, and Rob, the black people and Rob. Hold up, man. Hold up. Look at this. Yeah. Look at what Tavern Mike just put out there. If you find a pile of dung on the ground, you have to touch it to see how fresh it is. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> put your face all up in and see how, how, how recent the bear oh, it's Meanwhile, no, I, don't, I, don't need, I don't need to be that the dung detective. You know what I mean? No thanks. All, all Rob wanted to do was talk sports, man. We were wild kingdom. I tried, man. I, I gave it the old college try. <laughs> Blimey, me, it's still a little warm. Hey, the big fella might be still around here. Uh-huh. Yeah, bro, I just won't know, man. I yeah, I, you hear all these stories. Like, yeah, just punch the bear oh, in the man. nose and you'll be fine. Like, <laughs> like really? 
<laughs> run downhill. The bear's body weight is so loose. Yeah. You can't run downhill fast. Oh, yeah. I ain't, I'm not going to be anywhere where I can outrun a bear. I'm not testing Bro, it. They, no. say if you, they say if you chase by an alligator, all you got to do is run patterns like this because it can't change direction. It won't be able to get you. Well, like, glad somebody else How long are you doing that for, too? Bro, exactly. I, I'm never doing it because I can remember I went I went and played in this golf tournament down in, in, um, in Florida. <laughs> we get to this par three, and I look down there, and there's an alligator sitting like 12 feet away from the hole. Oof. So I'm like, all right, I'll meet y'all uh, at the next hole. This one, oh, no, we got tee up. No, you can take my shot, bro. Uh-huh. You can take my shot. I'm not going down there, bro. I don't want my ball to go down there. Yeah. I'm, no. I- I played I played a course, this is years ago, in Pompano Beach, which is, you know, it's like right outside of Fort Lauderdale. It's not like I wasn't in like the, the Everglades or something, but I'm playing with this guy who was he was really good. He was a club pro. And he says, uh, listen, I don't know how good you are. I'm like, I'm not good. He said, all right, so if you hit into the trees, just an FYI, you, you might find gator or a lot of different things in there that could be dicey or whatever. And I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> what? So he says, yeah, you know, whatever. Just go in there and be quick. I go, dude, if I hit it into the trees, it's staying in the trees. The right. gator can have it for lunch. That right. ain't happening. Like, I said, do they come out onto the course? He's like, not usually. I'm like, not usually. Like, mm, I'm not sure we're playing today, man. Like, this might be over. Where's the bar? You know I'm what I mean? Where's the, it, where's the clubhouse? Oh, I'm not doing it. Yeah. All right. Oh, All right, let's man. let's let's uh, <laughs> that was an interesting oh. segment. Let's uh, <laughs> unscheduled, <laughs> yes. Well, that's what they say with the off schedule plays are always the best, is right, what they right, say. Right. About I mean, my fault, man. I, I, I was just I was just fascinated with no. monkey stealing kids, dog. We start no, out with monkey stealing kids, man. Whoops, a monkey ass, as you Bear said. Said <laughs> <a monkey>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the line of the show. All right, let's uh. I guess my head hurt, man. We'll hit Merrill with all these kind of things. I'm sure he'll appreciate it. So we'll we'll talk to uh, Merrill Reese about the current state of the Eagles, Dick Vermeil, all that good stuff when we get back. Don't go anywhere. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let's talk about Flynn Tree Services. Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree service company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. We're cost-effective solutions. We've got plenty of those to any tree problem you may face. So do you have any type of tree issues in your yard or on your property? If you do, we're just a quick phone call away. We are experts at trimming all types of trees in southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Flint Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, and tree pruning. Keep in mind, too. Storm season's coming up, storms, hurricanes, you name it. Now's a great time to have your trees evaluated. Make sure that they're not dead. They may fall on your property. You don't want that. Go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848, 610-850-2848, or online at flynntreeservices.com. That's flynntreeservices.com.
you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on that can you... Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero carbs, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. back in we are sports take jacob sports youtube network along with Derek gunn barrett brooks i am rob ellis thrilled to be joined by our next guest he has been calling eagles there games he is. since 1977 and i believe merrill even maybe before that as a color analyst as well but uh entering what is his 46th season merrill 40. Okay, uh, Merrill. Good to see you. That the one and only, the goat, Merrill Reese. What's up, Merrill? How are you? I'm well. I'm well. I'm looking forward to a, a week from tonight when we get to see a real game. Yes. I'm surprised Amen. you're not on the back nine somewhere. <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, well, I was on the front nine about an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> How did we hit him, Merrill? How, wait, did we hit him straight today? How do we do? Just straight. I, I am very, very straight. Uh, but I can hear it land. <laughs> straight never, that far. Hey, you gotta, you'll take something. It's not bad. It could be worse, right? You, you, at least you're staying straight. I'm okay. I can play. Right. I, I never had a chance to ask you, what is your handicap? It's uh, it, it, it generally runs between 12 and 14. Okay. Okay. All right. Not bad. Not bad. Nice. Merle, okay. uh, uh, let, let's talk about it because we, we touched on this a little bit earlier, but I'm, I'm curious because I know you called the, the large bulk of his games here, but your, your good friend Dick Vermeil going into the Hall of Fame this weekend. 
uh, in Canton and after a long journey, that's for sure. Just give us your impressions. You know, you, you saw him as a broadcaster. You, you were around him quite a bit as well. You saw him, you know, as a Ram and chief coach as well. What, what does this mean for you? And, and, you know, seeing that guy go in and how, how big a thrill is that? I'm so happy. I, I, I've been around a lot of very, very good coaches. But in my experience, he's the best. He, he's the guy who has more charisma than any head coach I've ever been around. There have been some really good head coaches. Andy Reid did a great job here for 14 years. But to me, there was something so special about Dick Vermeil, uh, a very, very unusual man, a great communicator, somebody who this city fell in love with, and somebody who I am glad came back here to Nest after all was said and done. So I'm thrilled for Dick Vermeil. Yeah. Merrill, are Merrill. you surprised yeah. he got in? You surprised no. he got in considering he had that 14 year gap where he didn't coach? Yeah, but then he came back after that 14 years and won a Super Bowl yep. in St. Louis. And then he did good things in Kansas City. He's been great wherever he's been. And uh, he is he is so special, Derek. I just uh, I just had no doubt that he would get in. It was only a question of when. Merrill, let, let's uh, let, let's dive into this year's squad. Uh, a lot of excitement, a lot of anticipation. Uh, the bar's been set high because of what they did last year and added some really good players. I mean, you look back at this offseason, Merrill. I mean, they get A.J. Brown. They get Hassan Reddick. And I'm just to name a few, James Bradbury. Uh, I, the fans are really, really looking forward to this season. What are your thoughts? I'm looking forward to it, too. I am. I think they're a a team that has filled a lot of needs on this roster. I think they should be good. I don't, I don't go by what I see at training camp every day. Uh, for one yeah. thing, I'm looking at guys and identifying them, going through the metal aspects of play-by-play. -play. But if, a, if somebody drops a pass or somebody throws an interception, it doesn't mean that much to me because I've seen great things happen on the practice field and not translate to the game and vice versa. Yeah. So I, I'll, I'll make more um, realistic opinions next week when we see them against the Lions. But again, you know, and I know that the regulars aren't going to play very much. Yeah. I just hope, and, and this is just my hope, and it's probably going to be unfulfilled. I'd like to see Jalen Hurts play a full quarter in a couple of preseason games to acquire the 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 the, the timing that he needs mm -hmm. with A.J. Brown, the other receivers, and just mm -hmm. a feel for the offense. I mean, last year, I, I watch every NFL game on, on during the preseason, and actually for the regular season, if I'm home and there's a game on, I'm watching it. But last summer, I looked at Aaron Rodgers playing a half a game in, in the preseason. I saw, uh, I, I, I saw so many guys. Josh Allen played uh, – couple of games where he spent almost a half on the field. I think Jalen Hurts needs it. And I know about the injury risk, but I think if you were to tell Jalen Hurts to go out there for a quarter and to not run the football under any situation, and if the rush is coming, throw it away. Just have him play a very safe kind of preseason game. I think he could benefit from it. Mm. Let me ask you this, Merrill. Um, uh, one of the you know people on the stream want to say, when the Eagles had no expectation, they usually go in and have a great season, a la the 2017 season. The next year, they had expectation. They 
played less than, you know, less than what they thought they were going to play. With the high expectation going into this year, do you see this team, you know, kind of falling short? Or, or is Nick Sirianni the type of coach now that you, for what you've seen, able to get these guys going in the right direction? Well, they like him, Barrett. Uh, they like him a lot. They respond to him. They play hard for him. And I think that he himself is growing. This is his second year as an NFL head coach. So there's a, there's a growth period for him and the staff also. But I, I don't think that will hold them back. I don't. And I don't think expectations have anything to do with it. I mean, you look at that next year. They went back to the playoffs. They won the double-doink game in Chicago. They, they could won again. They had the, the game that was unfortunate in New Orleans where they were probably a reception or so away from beating the Saints. So a lot of things can happen. I don't think uh, the expectations of the media, the expectations of the fans, have that much to do with what really happens. Uh, most of the time, uh, expectations are high in August. And many times those expectations fall by the end of September. You know what? Uh, Merrill, I think we, uh, there we go. Got you, back. you mentioned the 2017. That team started off so-so with a win and a loss. And in those first few weeks, they lost a lot of people. They lost Jason mm-hmm. Peters. They lost Jordan Hicks, their best linebacker. They lost Chris Maragos, the ghost, their best yeah. special team. Yep. They lost Caleb Sturgis, their kicker. So they end up plucking Jake Elliott off of the Cincinnati Bengals practice squad. And then the next week they come back and they have a lead. Then they lose a lead. And they're about to go down to the Giants. Giants. And yep. Alshon mm. Jeffrey. Sets them up. Jeffrey makes a 17-yard reception with one second left. And Elliott boots a 61-yard field goal. And the whole season turns around. Mm-hmm. That yep. whole season turned around on that one kick. And it, it was amazing the way that team suddenly came to life. So who knows what can motivate a team? Who knows what is going to change this season for better or for worse? The one thing I always warn people when they say this is such a good season, a good team, is that the NFL is a war of attrition. And there are people who go down each and every week. I'd have a much better idea of telling you what this team is going to be like. If somebody can tell me the respective lineups of the Eagles and the Cowboys on December 24th, Mm. then we pretty good a good idea of who's standing and how things are going but there's there's so many unknowns there's the bounces of the ball there's a bad call mm-hmm. here and there there's there are so many things that can happen you can take a team that could potentially be uh, 11 and 6 you take a team that could be 11 and 6 and you remove the wrong three pieces and they could just as easily be 8 and 9 Mm. That's right. Hey, hey no. Merrill, Merrill, which position group will you be watching the closest to see how it unfolds in terms of who stays and who goes? In terms, oh, oh as far as the um, as, as far as the cuts are concerned, yes. yep. Wide receiver, yep. Wide receiver, very competitive. Um, I don't know. They they've said good things about Jalen Rager lately, and he's had a pretty good camp. If that means anything, I, I thought he would be 
on his way. And mm-hmm. I, I think that he would probably be better off on his way because mm-hmm. the fans are tough on him. They've been frustrated by a first-round draft choice who hasn't played like a first-round draft choice. And all he has to do is make one mistake, and they're booing him. I think he mm-hmm. needs a fresh start someplace else. And I think he could be a pretty good receiver. But mm-hmm. I don't think the place for him. And when I look at this roster and I see uh, the biggest addition, uh, when I say A.J. Brown, who I think is going to have a tremendous impact on this team, and Devontae Smith, who is outstanding, and then you have the speed in Quez Watkins, and you have Zach <clears throat> here, and uh, does Greg Ward make the team? I don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and good little receiver who catches everything and gets open. That's right. And, there's another guy I can't wait to see next week. And he's a guy that kept me up late on Saturday nights when Utah played by the name of Britton Covey. Mm-hmm. He, he could be an X factor because he is such an explosive return man. Scored two touchdowns against Ohio State. And he would do something every game. Now he's 26 years old and he's about my size. And uh, I get you know, but but he's, but he's also listed as a wide receiver, and he's a pretty good option at training camp. Every day he makes a couple of good catches. So where where are you going to narrow this down to five? Are you going to count? You're going to carry six wide receivers? That seems heavy to me. Yeah, agreed, Merrill. So Merrill, what's the? I know you're at practice every day, but what's the? What's the off season approach? I, I, I'm curious for you. I mean, you, obviously you've been doing it for a long time, uh, but do you, do you watch film? Do you just get away from it? Do you relax? What what is the what do the summer and the off months entail before we get it cranked up a week from today? Well, I I always relax. I always play my my share of golf, probably more than my share of golf. <laughs> but at the same time, I I do prepare for the season. I uh, I sit here with with cards of numbers. <laughs> Unbelievable. Cindy yeah. will start calling out numbers in the in <laughs> start yelling things back like you know when when he yells out uh, 35 i'll start yelling out uh, um, uh, there's 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 a wide receiver zonovan knight for the new york jets so i'll start learning i'll start learning all of that stuff so uh, you know but it it will it will begin next week but i i pay a lot of attention to the draft a lot of attention to the draft and i get as much information as i possibly can Tell you guys something funny. Um, every year, I go, and I, I know we can use the computer for certain things, and I do. I'm computer savvy. I mean, I can't make magical things happen like my son. <laughs> but I, but I can email and I can text and do all of that stuff. Google. But um, one of the things I do, I go into a bookstore. I went into Barnes and Noble last week, and I like to get a couple of the preseason football magazines so that, and, and much of them, much of the information in there is put in there by beat writers who they freelance. And so I want to find out stuff about the New York Jets for next week. Um, you know, more about last season, what their expectations are, who to watch in the Jets camp, go over their draft picks, uh, who's on the hot seat, so to speak. That's why I love the preseason uh, football previews. So I went to the Barnes and Noble last week, and they had a, a, a separate stand 
for football magazines. And there were seven football magazines out there, seven of them. All of them were fantasy. They were all fantasy football magazines for which I have no use. I mean, it's great to compare the roster, but they don't give the rosters. They don't tell you much about last season. It's all these ratings, who to draft in your fantasy draft. And I understand the fascination with that. And, I mean, my son loves fantasy football. And so does America. Uh-huh. And I understand the uh, the gambling aspect of this game and what goes into it. But I still want to know about the game. Uh-huh. And finally, I went online and found that I was able to order a football preview. But but it's it's a thing of the past. Hmm. Yeah, Barrett, you're muted. You're muted. I, that's tough because I do the same thing for my college football <laughs> when I'm trying to look up players and trying to figure out, you there know, you don't have it anymore. Amazing. Yep. Yeah, no question. Merrill, so let, let's look at the other side of the ball. Uh, Jonathan Gannon is a guy who was sought after, had a couple interviews in the offseason. He, too, you know, given guys like Hassan Reddick and James Bradbury, they draft Jordan Davis. They draft the Kobe Dean. Uh, that was a, a defense that was stable, I guess, last year, but wasn't uh, one that was all that effective in terms of a pass rush, turnovers, giving the, the offense the ball in short field positions. What are your expectations of the defense? I think they're going to be very, very good. Mm. I really do. I think I think Jonathan Gannon is a very bright coach, extremely bright. If this team makes the playoffs, he's gone. If this team makes the playoffs, he's a head coach someplace next year. He came close in Houston and Denver, and I, I think he's on the verge. But he's, he's a very bright 39-year-old coach who's been in the league for 15 years. He's got 15 years of coaching experience. He knows what he's doing. I know the fans got on him and the talk shows got on him last year because he was very conservative, but he had to be. He didn't have all the pieces. He had to play with what he had. Now you add James Bradbury. So you have two fine corners with uh, Brad Bradbury on one side. And uh, I mean, look what you have now. Um, you have you have linebackers. Linebacker might be yes. for this mm-hmm. team. Yeah. It hasn't been long time uh, but when you have Bradbury and Slay and then you add uh, Kazir White and you add uh, somebody like the Kobe Dean the Kobe Dean is so smart I mean he he grasped this offense he learned this offense in about an hour that's how bright <laughs> former engineering major is uh, he's he's really a bright young man um, I love Jordan Davis I mean I think Jordan Davis is going to make everybody else on that defensive line better. I wouldn't be surprised. And, I, and uh, Fletcher Cox has been criticized uh, over the last year or so because his play is not what it was when he was the best defensive tackle or one of the best defensive tackles in the league. But I think when he's going to have to, when he's going to be rested and he's and he plays in certain spots, you put him in there, there's, there's nothing he can't do. And Hargrave, and you have Brandon Graham, who's 100% right now. He came back. He's been he's been healthy for months. I always was told that an Achilles tendon tear took a year and a half. But he's he's I saw him in March on the golf course, and he was fine. Mm, yep. So I think he'll help. Uh, you know, Josh Sweat, he's, he's something. 
Hassan Reddick is going to be a, be a big addition um, as, a, as an edge rusher, as a, as a linebacker. But I think this, I think this defense is loaded. I, I really do. I, I think the single, the single best department, or today they call them the room on a team, is your offensive line. I think the offensive line, I don't think there's a better one in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It's got pros and and some ascending players, but three legitimate all pros on that defensive line in Kelsey, Mylotta, and uh, Elaine Johnson. Mm-hmm. So and then you add the guards. Landon Dickerson looks like he could be an all pro. And Ciamalo's a good football player. That's a great offensive line. Yeah. But uh, this defensive line could be pretty good too. And the defensive line, if it gets the pressure, will make the rest of that defense that much better. And then they can just tee off on quarterbacks. We need that pass rush in the worst way. Oh, goodness. Yeah, Yeah, no question about that. Your overall sense on um, run-pass ratio, what what would be the best run-pass ratio, considering the fact that I think that, you know – Jalen Hurts is going to play well. The offensive line able to run block and pass block. The new addition of AJ Brown. What would you say is the healthiest uh, percentage rate of run to pass ratio for this team in order for to be successful? Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'll tell you what, Barrett. If this team is playing really well and starts winning games, it's it's going to be a run heavy run pass ratio because, and that won't be tell the story. Because what they want to do is build a lead, and then late in the game they they start handing the football off. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I still think I, I think they're going to throw more than they did last year. Last year the passing game was stuttering a little bit, and they they decided we'll we'll play a low risk, give the football off type of offense. Uh, this year I think they'll be more balanced, and I think you'll see more passing early. But if they build a lead, then they'll give it to Miles or they'll give it to Boston Scott or they'll give it to Gainwell. And, yeah, but they're, they'll pound the way. They will. But what, what the, the stat sheet will show that they've run as much or, as, or more than they've passed. But statistically, it doesn't tell the story because when they were building that lead, they were throwing with success. Yeah. Hey, hey Merrill, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, I, oh. Bill, it's still a passing lead. Um, I, I, we've had a lot of football people on this show the last couple of weeks, and I have to ask you as well, because you've covered this team for so long. You know the inner working mechanisms of what they think and how they do things. What's your perspective on Miles Sanders being with this team beyond this season based on how they view the running back position? I think it depends on this season. Um, if if he has if he has a big year, let's say he gains twelve hundred yards plus and catches the ball well, I think they'll resign him. I don't hate because he's still young, and because he's a he's a really good guy. Everybody likes him. He's uplifting. He represents the franchise well. I don't think I I don't think he's in the category of say of Zach Ertz, who had been here for so long, approaching thirty. I mean, he'll still be a young running back. Now, the, the big thing about Miles, that brings me back to my old buddy Ryan adage, 
But Buddy said durability is as important as ability. Mm -hmm. And then uh, he has not been durable. He's had a lot of nicks and bruises that have kept him out of games. But uh, he's got to play. He's got to play 14 games this year. Mm. And if mm. he just plays well, I think they've got to think long and hard about extending his contract and keeping him here. Merrill, you are the best, man. We cannot wait for yet another season with yourself and Mike Quick. It is a pleasure to listen to you guys. It's always fun talking some football with you before the season gets started. So, Merrill, thanks for a couple minutes, man. Enjoy. Thank and, you, Merrill. Uh, Back at it in a week, man. Can't wait. I can't wait either. It's it's great to see you guys. I, I enjoy listening to all of you, and I respect all of your opinions and all of your knowledge. So thank you for having me on. It's my pleasure. And now I can go back on the golf course. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thanks, there you go. You got it. There you go. Always, always fun, Betty. And Merrill can play. Merrill can play. Yeah. Tonight, I am I am going to go to, um, to uh, Citizens Bank Park. Uh, because they are honoring my dear friend Dan Baker on 50 years as the public address announcer, and I'm very, very honored to be there as one of his guests. And, and, and a Enjoy nicer it, human man. being you will never meet than the Dan best. Baker. Wonder, the, the, that's right. Being nice. Merrill, I'm sorry. Can I? Let me just hit one thing with you before before we go. Uh, having done what you've done as long as you have, we just recently lost Vince Scully, uh, you know, one of the all timers, and. and you know, uh, in addition, I mean, he he worked solo. He did simulcast TV and radio, uh, sixty-seven years with the Dodgers. Just just give me your thoughts on on Vince Scully. Absolutely wonderful. Um, I'm sorry that I was unable to hear him more than I heard him because he was a, a Dodgers announcer. But I heard him doing golf, and I heard him doing football, and I heard him on the network stuff that he did. But my son, who's out in California and has been there for the last twenty years. He's just, he used to just pick up the phone and call me and say, Dad, listen to Vince Go. <laughs> He's great. And I, I did a book uh, a number of years ago called um, Sports Casting, Turning Your Passion into a Profession. And to do the various chapters, I interviewed different people about their sports. And I, uh, I, I did the last interview anybody ever did with Harry Callis uh, at the Newtown Grill. Uh, about a month before he passed away. And I talked to him about baseball and all the different aspects of, about his career and his philosophy of what you do in the course of a game to be, to be sharp and to be interesting. And as we, as we wrapped up the interview, I said, Harry, you are the absolute best. And Harry turned to me and he said, I appreciate that. He said, but Vince Scully is the best. Vince Scully is the best who ever lived. So when, when Harry Callis can say Vince Scully is the best who ever lived, that just tells you how great Vince Scully really was. Yep. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Well Merrill, said, perfect. Merrill. Perfect. We, uh, we appreciate your time today, Merrill. Have fun on the course. Enjoy your weekend, and thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thanks, thanks. Merrill. Bye-bye. Take care, Merrill. Yeah, it's unbelievable. But yeah, that's, uh, that is high praise. That is high praise for sure. Uh, coming from Harry Callis, who was uh, in, an, in his own right just flat out incredible. All right, so let's uh, let's come back, guys, and we'll get to some of the the football stuff that we didn't touch on yet, and we'll <laughs> dig into some other things, our usual, the birthdays and all the good stuff. What's the matter? No, no, because you said the football stuff we didn't get to because we're talking <laughs> about Animal Kingdom. <laughs> I can't get over that. <laughs> Embarrassing! I'm a whoop a monkey. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. That's a shirt we got to get, man. I'm going to look at Monkey's ass. That's the best. Oh, my God. Who knows what hey, we're at, forget, what's going to happen. Don't, yeah. don't forget we got to do the helmets. We still have the NFC helmets. We'll do helmets. We'll do games. We'll Maybe we'll hold free agents till Monday. I don't know what we're going to do. we got a lot in store. Don't go anywhere. You, know, you never oh, know what man. you're going to get. Uh, so, uh, Barrett, Derek, Rob. <laughs> Here we are. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Right back. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on that can you search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Jacob Sports YouTube Network on this August 5th, 2022. Derek, Barrett, and Rob. All right. Did you, how much did you guys watch last night of the preseason game? So I watched the Phillies game, got went into a rain delay, and then I devoted all my attention to it because the, the NFL game got delayed a little bit too. Yeah, it did. Uh, 
I was on it really until about late fourth, and then I just, I was just kind of like dozing off in, in bed. You but you I, are a trooper, bro. I mean, yeah. I can't say Barrett. I, like I wasn't like locked in, but I had it on. Let me put it to you that way. Right, I was the same way. I I, I looked for a second. I mean, I, I started the first quarter looking, and um, it it just I love football, but that was unenthusiastic. Yeah. If you were from a from a defense from an offensive standpoint, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Jared, one thing Jared that, Stidham and Nick yeah. Mullins and, you know, just a bunch of guys out there playing. What The one thing that really stood out to me is uh, Josh McDaniel's team is farther ahead along than Doug Peterson's team from, oh, from no the play. Yeah. Um, because the Raiders were moving up and down the field on that Jacksonville defense, and Jacksonville couldn't do much of anything. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I'm assuming it was based on the fact that supposedly Doug and Josh had an agreement they were to keep it vanilla, and all of a sudden Josh comes out of the gate <laughs> to, to run, to run all kinds of stuff. And Doug's saying to go, bombs. "What the heck is this?" Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, yeah. yeah I, I don't think Doug was thrilled, but you know, it's, it is what it is. I guess you, you deal with it. But yeah, it was kind of what you thought it was going to be, though. Know? I mean, yeah. but Josh Jacobs. I mean, I think he played like maybe at least the first two series, if not more. Right, uh, right. And he's in. He, he they they did not pick up his fifth year option, so he's in the last year of his deal. So he's got some stuff to prove there. Uh, in in Vegas, and he looked good, but he was going against you know two. Although I will say Trayvon Walker got a sack and started the game. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he so, did. You know, oh, he also got a, was gonna be. He also got a bogus penalty early on for a rough in the past. Uh, yeah, that he was didn't the do dumbest anything. penalty. All he did, I thought initially, he grabbed him by the face mask. He didn't. He threw him down on the ground. He shed a block. Well, went over a block and threw him down on the ground just as he released the ball. It wasn't like two or three seconds later. I mean, here it is—the first preseason game, and the refs are getting it wrong right out of the gate. I know, I know. I, I can only imagine what the what the regular season is going to look like if we're exactly. going over the top <laughs> in a preseason game. My God, man! Yeah. So, it, look. Generally, I just love that it's back. Uh, yeah. Was it all that enthralling? Right. Not really, right. but it was nice to have it back. You know, just to have absolutely. it back was good with me. Yeah, I was yeah, cool with, with that. Same I'm here. with you. All right, let, let's do this. We we had a little fun yesterday with helmets. Okay, we 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 dug yeah. through the the best helmets, the coolest helmets in each division in the AFC. We're going to do the NFC. We'll save the East for last. We'll do the NFC today. Uh, let's go. Let's let's work our way from. Let's go north. Okay, north is uh, Derek and his brother Marvin's division uh, with the Packers, the Vikings, now, the Bears. This, yeah, this might the be Lions. the ugliest helmets in all the NFL. I'm not a fan. Uh, yeah, this is like I would. Oh. I would say. I would say three of the four are definitely the ugliest helmets. Three yeah. Of the four. <laughs> I, I yeah. so I went. I went Packers, Bears, Vikings, Lions, and really liking none of them. To be honest with you, right? Yeah. That that was my order. I went. I went. Um, Bears, Packers, Vikings, Lions. Yeah. Mm. I like the bear. I just like the the dark with that with that C on it. I like yeah. the or when they put the bear on it. You know, to yeah. me, I like that. I went. I went. Packers, Lions, Vikings, Bears. I don't wow, like Lions the, too. Yeah, I went to. I like that Lions emblem on there, and I like the color color scheme. That gray with that blue. Mm. I, I like that. The Vikings, they suck. But that's another story. <laughs> that, that, pur- that purple, and then the Bears. The Bears is not bears the, is the okay. Bears. I don't yeah. like it. It's just that you know I like the other three better than the Bears. Yeah, plain and stuff. Yeah. And Packers traditional, you know, kind yeah. of look that they have. Yeah. So. Well, the Packers logo is a symbol of excellence in the history of there pro football. Go. 
I mean, well, let's face it. No other team has won more championships in the NFL than Green Bay. I'm just saying. Okay, just throwing man. it out there. And and uh, who, who was the only well, team Bowl, to beat though. Vince Lombardi Therefore, in the postseason? The Eagles. Thank you. 19, the 1960 Eagles, yes. That's all I'll I have. give you that. Okay. I don't have anything else. What else I you got, it. Rob? That's it. <laughs> I needed science something at least. That was it. It was pretty weak. Um, uh, I actually like this division a lot overall, the South. I went – Panthers mm. from the Saints. new helmets, though, right? Huh? With the new helmets, Panthers. Well, yeah, no, not, and I not, actually, yeah, I don't mind the, their old ones. Yeah, yeah. I'm not talking. We, we're talking about. We're not talking about the alternate helmets. We're talking about. Oh, just regular. Okay. Every well, game look, helmet. Yeah. I like their color scheme. I like. I like the Panthers in general. So I like Panthers, yeah, Saints, yeah. Bucks, Falcons is the order that I went. Wow. Uh, this, I, I, that's tough. This is the toughest division to pick. I yeah. agree. I'll go. I'll go. Atlanta, Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, Panthers, then Saints. Really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. You like the Falcons, huh? I do. Right. I do. I like the way the Falcons look. Yeah. I like the color yeah. scheme and everything. I, I, I go. I go. Saints. Tampa. Wow. Falcons, Carolina, and I like all four. I mean, yeah, it's hard. I, I like. Um, I like the Saints symbol. That the crest. What is yeah. it? The crest or crescent? Yeah. Whatever it is. That I like that. Um, and that color scheme, what is that? That that not go well. Go, Tampa Bay has the pewter, the pewter in red. I don't know what you call Tampa Bay. I mean, uh, New Orleans color, golden black. I don't know what oh, yeah. form of gold it yeah. is though. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know what? I actually like the Tampa. I don't mind the Tampa Bay uniforms now. I didn't yeah, like the, the old flag, yeah. cream right, gold, right? Yeah. yeah, that sucked. Yeah. yeah, that was a little that, that that pirate that with a knife in his mouth. Yeah, I got my a first game. I'm, yeah. The first game I'm going. I got BYU at Southern Florida, South Florida. And uh, they they play inside that stadium, so I can't wait to see the you know the captain. Oh, well, you're at Tampa, okay? Yeah, nice. we're at Tampa. Yeah, okay, so okay. They're playing inside that stadium. You know, that's going to be pretty cool. You know, that's very cool. That's there. a great play. I love that that part of Florida too. Man, I love just laying on the grass out there, man. It's less better than the golf course, man. Yeah. When you go out that's there awesome. and play, that's awesome. Um, all right, so let's go west. And you got why don't you guys uh, jump on one first, and then then we'll then we'll go. All right, well that would go. I would go to Rams for I, I really like the Rams. I like the, the color scheme. Um, then I go Seattle, San Fran, and then I go Cardinals. Okay. Um, you go. Do you like the Rams' new uniforms? The, the, yes. the new look scheme. Yeah, okay. All right. How about you? The Doug? white with the with the white. I mean, the white. I, I kind of like. Um, yeah. yeah. It's like sort of off white a little. I, I, yeah. You, you notice that it's not quite mm. white. They're the home uniforms or whatever. I guess yep. whenever they wear the, the lighter ones. Go ahead, Derek. I go Seattle first. I just love their color scheme with that with that blue and that green. That, that is nice green. too. Yeah, yep. that's that's hot. I love that. I love the Rams second because of the tradition. You know, they've gone from you know from blue and yellow, blue and white, back to blue and yellow. Uh, but I just love their logo on the helmet. 49ers are third in, in Arizona. I think their car, their the helmet looks a little too plain. Yeah, you know, it's just a white helmet with an emblem sticking there. If they maybe put the stripe down the middle or something of their color scheme. Maybe I would like it a little bit more. I just think Arizona's helmet is just a little too plain for me. I, yeah, I would have liked when Arizona – we're going back a long time ago, mind you, but when they moved from St. Louis, like to me, change it up. They, yeah. they kept the, yeah. the – yeah. you know, that St. Louis is – that should belong there. I, I didn't I didn't like that. Um, I would like for them to change it up. So that I penalize them. I make them last because of that. Um I, I don't love the 49ers. It's okay. Yeah. I like the yep. Rams and the Seahawks better. I would probably yep. – it's a toss-up for me. 
I'd probably go Rams, Seahawks, Niners, Cardinals. Cardinals, okay. Yep. Same right. me. Yep. Would yep. be my order uh, with Cardinals definitely uh, last. All right, let's go East. Let's go East. Giants, Eagles, Washington, Ooh. and the Cowboys. Uh, who wants first crack? How about you, Gunner? I'll go first, and I, I think it's easy. Um, the Eagles, I love I love the, the helmet color. I love the wings on there. Um, I just love, you know, everything about the color scheme and, and, and the way they designed it. Second, wow, second is tough because I hate all three. I'm just – Yeah, they're so ugly, man. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. What what, what is Washington the new helmet looks like? Is it just the numbers on it's the helmet? W, or what? It's yeah. a W. Or the W. Too. Okay, and, w. And, and I saw something where there's a W in the front. Did you guys see this? I didn't see that one. Yeah, it, like above the face mask, like yeah. like say like here, there's like a W. I don't know. It's a yeah, uh, yeah. I think they're still they're gonna have alternate jerseys too. Well, if that with that said, then I, I I like you know because because Washington has changed its scheme a little bit. Uh, I'm gonna go Giants second, Washington third, and Dallas fourth. All right, Barrett, how about you? I'm gonna go. Eagles, then I go Washington, then I go Giants, then just because I have to pick a last one, the last one I go Dallas. <laughs> I can't stand Dallas, man. Yeah. I don't like I don't like anything about the jerseys. I don't like the new ones. I don't like the old ones. I don't like any of them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I look. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna sound, sound like a homer here, but I'm I would go Eagles. Yep. I'd go Giants, Washington. I just don't know what it is, and I need to get used to whatever it's going to be before I can really <laughs> exactly. get exactly. a judgment on it. And if you think the Cowboys weren't going to be last, then you were, you know, I, I got some swamp land in Jersey. I could tell you they were going to be last no matter what <laughs> yeah. on any yeah. list that I've ever given you. So uh, it's Dallas by a mile last. Um, so that's it for uh, for that. All right, let's uh, let me give you these games for week two, guys, because they're pretty ridiculous. Um, Starting Thursday night, the Thursday night game week two is the Chargers and the Chiefs. <laughs> wow! Yeah, <laughs> yep. great game. Yep, yep. So if you if you're not familiar, yesterday we went through the the, the big games in week one. Where we're going to work our way up till there actually is a week one uh, with with the different weeks and highlight the better games. So yeah, Chargers Chiefs for Thursday night. Uh, Dolphins Ravens I think is an interesting game. I don't yeah. know if it's a barn burner, but I think it's a you know interesting AFC matchup right there to gauge yeah. both of those teams. <laughs> mm. uh, so I put that one in there. How about this one? Bengals Cowboys. Woo! At yeah. Dallas. Woo! Very good. Right? Very very good. Wow. A a good a good it's you know NFC AFC, but it's a good West matchup here. Uh, we have the Cardinals and the Raiders game at Vegas. Pretty That's good game. going to be a hot game. Yeah, it's it is. That's going to be a barn burner, man. Um, oh, my goodness. Monday night is a killer. You have the early game, the Titans and the Bills, and the late game is the Eagles and the Vikings. So You can't go wrong. Yeah, right right there. There's six games out of the shoot that are really, really good. And well, I, you and left, I, you I, left one. Did, did I miss – you missed Tampa Bay at New Orleans. Big division yeah, matchup. You're right. That's a great one, it's too. It's going to be a huge matchup. That's a great one, too. Yeah, that's seven. I mean, and, and, and yeah, you're right. A really good division early. Yeah. Yeah. I'm liking that, too. So that's that's what we have to look forward to. Every week there – I went through the schedule, man. Every week there's some killers. And we, how, about, how about this one, Rob? Miami yeah. at Baltimore. I – uh, that we mentioned that one. You yeah, did the first one off the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. But that's a, no, that's a good. I, what I hear, what I want to see there is, I don't, I don't have confidence in Tua, I don't but either. I want to see. We had Baldy on, and he went so over, and you love him too, Barrett. So 
the the Mike McDaniel um, right. coaching thing. I just want to see what that looks like with him and how he best utilizes Tua. Right. Cause there's some weapons there, man, with Waddle and uh, Tyreek to, to just to name a few. Um, so they're going to be interesting to watch. That's for I sure. Think they got Mostert playing uh, running back for them also. Yeah. Yep. They sure their do. defense is going to be pretty good. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Their defense is going to be really good. Um, so there was that Chris Godwin practiced. Did you guys see this? He practiced today. Good. He's back. Yeah. He had pads. Yeah. He has pads on. He still looked a little gimpy, you know, coming off the line. Mm-hmm. And it's just his straight line is, is good, but I don't know, you know, they didn't show him um, any misdirection or anything, you know, or try him, you know, moving another direction. It was mostly yeah. just straight line stuff, but yeah, him being back is 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 immensely great for uh for Brady. You huge. know what I mean? Yeah, huge. Good to see him coming back too. He's a healthy yep. player. Yeah. Um, all right, Derek, you mentioned this during our pre-show meeting, and I didn't. It yeah. wasn't even on my radar, man. Um. Some of the big name guys who who are not signed right now, who are just out there in the NFL, and it's a who's who, man. Especially the receiver spot. Um, like I said off the top of the show, uh, I, I went to Spot Track because Spot Track is so good at keeping you up to the minute in terms of who's signed and who not signed. And the first thing that caught my eye was, according to Spot Track, there's still 791 free agents out there in the NFL, 791 potential free agents out there. Then you start looking at some of the names. And the first name that jumped to me was Cam Newton. Okay. He's 33 years old, but you mean tell me that with the deficiency at quarterback in the national football league, Cam Newton can't make somebody's roster. Really? Yeah. yeah I, I, the only way I would say is if he flat out told somebody he didn't want to be a backup, but I haven't yeah, heard that yeah, he's doing yeah, that. I'm I haven't just saying, either. You know, I haven't either. Yeah. I, that's a, that's yeah. definitely one for sure. But uh, another guy that, you know, I'm, I'm looking at, yeah. I don't understand it, you know, especially with, you know, how hard it is to bring tackles and, and backside tackles. Dwayne Brown still ain't signed. Yes. Yes. Huh. You know, he was in Seattle for all that, you know, for a couple of years. But, you know, he's still a, a dominant offensive tackle. He's low. He's older. He's real old. He's been he's around. 30, he's 37 yeah. years old, but he says he still wants to play. Okay. How about how about J.C. Treader? J.C. Treader was one of the better centers in the NFL. Yep. He's only 31 years old, and, and Cleveland let him go. So mm-hmm. he's still sitting out there. This this list is incredible. You, here's a question. And will Antonio Brown ever play in the NFL again? Now, Antonio mm. Brown still has probably still one of the fastest receivers in the game. If, but will he ever play in the NFL after the way he exited Tampa Bay and embarrassed himself on national TV? Nope. I, I don't think so. Mm. You quit on your team like that yeah. in mid-game and yeah. a team that went went bent over backwards to help you. And then he badmouthed Brady and Arians and everybody yep. out the door. Yep. I don't think so. I don't I, I think teams have finally gotten to the point where he's not worth the aggravation. Yeah, he's trying to be a rapper now. And I'm thinking, dude, that's you not where your money was. You yeah. already know, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I watched him on the um that podcast called The Pivot. And mm-hmm. he tried to he tried to legitimize everything he was saying, and all everybody was looking at him like, "Yeah, all right, bro, you mm-hmm. messed that up, bro. Yeah, yeah, you messed it up." And then you got into a conversation about you know him and um what's his name played together, um safety uh what's his name, oh, Ryan Clark. Ryan Clark, yeah, Ryan Clark played yeah. with him at Pittsburgh. Ryan, Pittsburgh. He was like, you know, you my dude, man, but you know, at the end of the day, man, you you was tripping, and you know you was tripping. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and you know is. It, to have that much talent, man, it's, it's got to be some, you know, mental issues that he just oh, doesn't want to face. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, here, I, I here, think that plays a part. Here's two Here's two 
Both played with Buffalo last year. Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley. Emmanuel Sanders is 35. Cole Beasley is 33. At the age of 35 last year, Emmanuel Sanders still averaged 15 yards a catch. You mean, is that, you mean to tell me there's not a team that can use him? Cole Beasley is one of the shiftiest receivers that ever played the slot position. You're well, telling he didn't me want that, to get vaxxed. He didn't want to get vaxxed. He became like a I yeah, get he became it. a problem later on I in the get season. It. But with yeah. the vaccination rules loosened up now, you wouldn't want him in your slot. Right. Dude, he right. does nothing but get open. Yep. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think both of those guys will be with someone soon. Somebody goes down, they're going to be – they're too good to not – Now, I got it. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Bear. I got it. Um, I think he kind of lost it since uh, Watson left, and, and he left Watson is uh, Will Fuller. I don't think he, he – yeah. he, he's just been lost all of it, man. You know, he, I think it was a second-round pick. He's only 28 years old. Yeah, right. he's, he's just been hurt all the time in his career. You know, I mean, he he can he's a burner. He he only reminds me. I mean, he's not. He hasn't been anywhere near as accomplished. But he reminds me to Sean Jackson because he's great at yep. tracking a deep ball. Yep. Yep. Uh, but he just can't yep. stay healthy. That's yep. a shame. He's a local guy. What, Philly kid. I didn't With know the Roman Catholic, yeah. right? Yep. <coughs> what about Notre what about Ty Hilton? Hilton? Where, why is I, I'm Hilton shocked he's not in the league. I can't believe it. How's that possible? I'm gonna look I mean, up his numbers last year. I thought they were pretty. Here, decent. here he had a. Uh, 10 games, 23 catches, 333 yards, 14.4 yards per catch, three touchdowns. Not great, but still, he can yeah. fly. He's a speedster. Is this are, – are teams really this cap cheap that they don't want to play vets, pay vets this yeah, kind of money? I don't know. Yeah, I don't they'd know rather exactly pay rookies? I don't know. You know, um, you know, you're talking about Sheldon Richardson. Sheldon Richardson has been a really good tackle for the past yeah. – uh, four or five years, you know, wherever he's been, he's been a starter and kind of solidified things. He's still, you know, a young guy. He's 31 years years old. You know, it's relatively yeah. Um, yeah. young. But a guy that really, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really captivated by it. I don't understand, especially when you it's hard, so hard to find corners out there. Exactly. It's Kevin King. How is he? Now, he's only yeah. 27 years old. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean. Yeah, I. I I don't know, man. Maybe there's bad medicals on these guys. Janoris Jenkins. Look at Janoris Jenkins is still sitting out there. See, yes. Started last he year. Started, yes. With the Saints, yeah. And he's a good cover guy. You know, yep. he's not the great, greatest tackler in the world. Good cover guy. He's still sitting out there. Yeah. You know, yeah. you mean tell me he yeah. can't help teams like Houston, Jacksonville? Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? 100%. What about Nate Solder? You know, Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl offensive lineman. Yep. He's still the Giants cut him. He's looking for work now. He, Look, Eric Fisher too. Eric yeah. Fisher. Yeah, jeez, okay. man. Talk about a high pick. Um, yeah, go ahead. Soldier got paid in New York and was never yeah. the same. But yeah. I wonder if that system wasn't good for him. I I wasn't surprised he wouldn't end up back in New England. If that didn't end poorly, he goes back to New England maybe in some capacity or as right, 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 right. Knows that system. What he about stole this? for a long time? Yeah, in, um, in New, New York. York. Yeah. yeah. What about this guy who was a former first round pick, Star Latulale? He's a beast at detail. Star, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's only what thirty two years old. He's out of the league. He's wow. looking for a job now. There's a lot of good players out there, man. And Sue. Yes, yes. D Ford. How about D Ford? Yeah. D Ford's a heck of a linebacker. You know? Absolutely. But but here's uh, Devonta Freeman, Latavius Murray. Now both of them were in Baltimore last year out of necessity. 
Devonta Freeman's 30 years old, Murray 32. Uh, Murray averaged 4.2 yards per carry. Freeman averaged 4.3. Right. Um, Murray had six rushing touchdowns. Freeman had five rushing touchdowns. You mean to tell me they can't help somebody's backfield? Yeah, the yards per carry is still good. You're over four. I mean, it's still pretty good. Really? You can't. It just blows me away. Now, I think some of these guys will be signed for like one year deal, close to league minimum, maybe some incentives as it gets closer to the regular season. But the fact that they're still sitting out there looking for work, they're proving commodities across the board in the league, and they're not in work right now. Yeah. Are you kidding surprising. me? It's surprising, man. Well, All right. I mean, they, once if you make it the open today roster, then your contract is guaranteed as a right, uh, right. So after the first, you know, week, a lot of these guys will be signed just so their contracts aren't guaranteed later on mm. in the season. Interesting. So that happens okay. a lot. That happens right. a whole lot. So, um. All right. Let's sneak in here some birthdays. Uh, like we, we, we usually uh, do. Birthdays uh, was the worst days. Biggie. Biggie, biggie. Uh, Adam Yell, MCA, for a rest in peace from Beastie Boys, uh, would have been 58 today. He passed oh, away wow. in 2012. He's been gone for 10 years. Mm. Died at 48, man. That's mm. Way too young. Way too young. Uh, Neil Armstrong, famous yeah. astronaut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Born in, he's passed away, born in 1930. One small step for man, one giant Not step for mankind. mankind. Yep, yeah. absolutely. Uh, you know, before you move on, Neil yeah. Armstrong, do you know – it was it 1985? He was part of a group of explorers that walked the North Pole. And people ask, "Why would you want a North to walk pole?" He said, "Well, I've seen it for space. I wanted to see it up close and personal." Oh wow! The wow. North Pole? I'm not doing a North Pole. Sorry. No, That's no, cold, no. boy. That yeah. is cold. Whew, no thanks. Yeah. Uh, Lonnie Anderson, WKRP, and Burt Reynolds, and all that good stuff. Oh yeah, one of my favorite shows. 77 years old. Yeah, that was a great show. Yeah. Uh, Venus Flytrap, Johnny Fever. Oh, yeah. And the crew. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was the, like, nurse secretary. I don't know what she was. But <laughs> she was a receptionist. Receptionist. That's what it was. Jennifer uh, Marlowe. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if you want to feel old, Marsha Brady's 66. That's unbelievable. What? Maureen yes. McCormick is 66. Yeah. yeah. Dude, what a, life, what a life she went through after that show. She was on. She was on cocaine. She was mm-hmm. on heroin. She was. She would basically give her body away for sex to get drugs. Oh my god! It was, it was bad. Yeah, she went. Now she, you know, she's written book a book now about what she went through. Her life has turned around for the better. She's doing great now. But dude, after she left the, that Brady Bunch show, man, she went straight man. downhill. Man, it was bad, dude. Well, that's because uh, you know, the, once you get typecast a certain thing, you, yes. you know, she, couldn't, she couldn't get away from being Marsha Brady. Exactly. Yep. None she of them couldn't get, uh, she couldn't get roles. Yeah. They weren't none of those kids were ever able to get a role uh, nope. after, yep. after that nope. show. Uh Jesse Williams, actor, uh Grey's Anatomy, uh yep. 42 years old. He's a Temple graduate, by the way. Oh, is um, he? <laughs> you worked it in again. Uh Herb Brooks of the uh 1980 That's Olympic right. team, miracle yep. movie. Uh, right. passed away unfortunately, but it's his birthday today. Patrick Ewing is 60. Uh still the head coach of Georgetown. Okay. Patrick okay. is. Yeah. I got there. Get other ones. I'm out. Yeah. Oh, um, what about remember this one? Tony Katane. Remember her? Oh, yes. Man, White snake videos. She man. was yeah, she was great. Yeah, she was an uh she she was an actress, but her claim to fame was being in a lot of heavy metal videos. Yeah. And then of course, after that, stories started coming about how crazy she was, man, stuff she was doing. Off the chart stuff, like you know, people thought that she might have to be committed at one point. She had a lot of problems. She and she, she died at the age of fifty eight, I believe it was. Yeah, it's a shame. 
Yeah, from, she, uh, was, she had a rough go. Yeah, heart disease. Yeah. Yep. Yep. She was married to a uh, baseball pitcher, Chuck Finley. That's right. Chuck. That's or right. Steve Finley. Yeah, it was Chuck, whatever it was. Um, I threw in one James Gunn. James Gunn, of course. There you go. Uh, right, great writer director. He did Guardians of the Galaxy and the Suicide Squad. He's good. Yeah, yeah he's, he's he good directed director. those. Directed, okay. directed all of those. Yeah. I got so. a movie. A movie for you. Uh, there weren't many. Uh, Risky Business. Oh okay. my goodness! Great Tom Cruise. Movie. Great movie. Yeah, he's young in that man. That's a that's an older one right there. Uh, Tom Cruise in Risky Business. All right, so let's see. Do we need about, to wrap yeah, this? The, thing? The, no, the we're good. Dukes of Hazards. The Dukes of Hazards remake with uh, Jessica Simpson. Yes. Look yes. at Rob's face. Rob's like yes. the car wash. The car washing yeah. scene is uh, yeah. <laughs> epic. I, I don't remember that. I don't if remember you, that. Just doing you. Just doing everybody a favor. If you want to check it out, that just that's uh, that's all. We'll let's leave it at that. All right. So it's been uh, been a fascinating day. We're going to wrap. We get the National Football Show with Dan Cilio coming up. Been a fun week. And thanks to everybody in the what chat section. The you guys have been Man. awesome. Thanks to everybody viewing, everybody streaming. And of course, our producer, Xander Krause, uh, excellent job. We may have Dick Vermeil on Monday. We might Monday or Tuesday. Yep. some surprises for you next week. But check, everybody... out, check out what my brother did to me on Facebook with his Vikings contingent. Okay. Are you kidding me? Yeah. All right, got to check that out. That is uh, Marvin Gunn. We thanked Marvin for how uh, many for likes. How many uh, did we get? You're safe. We didn't get that. Dude, are you serious? No, Philip Brooks. Yeah, we got to go. Yeah. What did we end up with? How many likes did we end up with? <sighs> are you serious? Not enough. Yeah. Uh, oh man. Yes. Yes. I wanted. I wanted to hear the loose cannon. Yeah. Well. I, yeah. I, I, I'll still try to get him on, man. We'll see if. if All right. We we may have a Phil Brooks appearance oh, uh, next week. We got. We were over a hundred, but it was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. So I have my aunt, Auntie Marla. She gonna she gonna talk him into it. Oh God. See, and it, you know, she she asks him. She'll he'll do anything for Auntie Marla. So we'll I see. got you. All right. Well, listen, everybody. <laughs> and, oh, Chris D's headed to Philly from from Hawaii. All right, Chris. Okay. Safe, okay. Safe, safe travels. All right, Chris. Safe travels to you. Have fun. But everybody in the uh, chat section, you guys are the best. Uh, fun hanging out with everybody, and we'll be back uh, same time on Monday. Like I said, don't go anywhere. National Football Show with Dan Cilio for Barrett for Derek. I'm Rob. Thanks, everybody. Have a great weekend. We will talk to you Monday. <laughs>